What's up, everybody? It is Friday, August 6th. You are listening to the Pat McAfee Show 2.0. You know the drill. It's Friday. Pat had to hop on a plane to get down to Tampa for Friday night. Smack Dan tonight on Fox at 8. It's a good show, baby. Football's back. The Hall of Fame game was last night. Ian Rappaport stops by from Tennessee Titans camp to chat about everything going on in training camp. And AJ stops by as we cover everything else going on in the sports world and in the world of football. Let's get to it. Uh, at Tone Diggs and Gumpy are in here, the Hammer Don boys. At Boston Connor, at Ty Schmidt, the Toxic Table, all the boys in the back. There's a little bit, a uh, little bit of an energy in the uh, in the office this morning. You oh, could say uh, that. A little bit. Yeah, it feels like. Some of those that work in this particular space on a daily basis, whenever they come in through the door, sometimes maybe they walk in and they're not in their best, you know, their best version of themselves. Sure, sure. You know, maybe there's a little coffee that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe there's some conversation needs to happen. Something happens. This morning it felt like, yeah, donuts need to come in. There's diabetes rolling in here, I guess, at a rapid, (laughs) alarming rate almost. And and it seemed delicious, and I will try it later whenever the fast begins. And, And I, you know. I do regret every decision I've ever made that I'm not eating at the time whenever those donuts do come in here. I, I would like that to be known. Every Friday when those donuts come in, they are, whew, they look so good. So and Gumpy, I appreciate this is kind of your thing now oh, to the yeah. office. It is very nice of you. But I, normally, you know, for the past couple months, not the same vibe as it was this morning. And although that game got very terrible quick, uh-huh. yeah. and although that football was sloppy, trashy, and almost as messy as the messy situation, with Barcelona, we can now turn on the TV in the morning. We can go onto the internet and we can see NFL t- teams being represented in highlights that are happening yesterday. Yeah! Yeah! Are you kidding me? Unbelievable. I don't know how long Punxsutawney Phil lives in that little fucking hole. Mm. And I don't know how long bears stay in hibernation or whatever. And whenever people go into solitude or whatever it is, it, but it feels like in the offseason, we're kind of locked away in a little no-happy time. Big yeah. time. When's football coming back? And, and people are going to say that I might be a shallow human for that. And I say, you're right. <laughs> okay. Sure. Not, not very deep thoughts here. Let's go ahead and cut those off. Let's have a good time. Football makes me happier. Mm-hmm. That's what I realized last night watching the pre-show where they were celebrating all the greats, not only of uh, this year's Hall of Fame class, but last year's Hall of Fame class. Right. There was a lot of interviews and conversations. Uh, the stadium in Canton, Ohio looked beautiful from the drone shots or the helicopter shots. It was filled up. And although the football, I can't reiterate this enough, got very, very, very bad. Bad football. Because the players that were playing are probably not going to end up in the NFL. Very good football players probably not going to end up in the NFL play, uh, in the NFL for long. A large majority of them, or maybe a couple will be able to squeak through. It's not easy to make it in the NFL, but also they've only had like four or five days to learn yeah. everything that they're supposed to learn. There was a blitz on Dwayne Haskins last night, Ooh. and I don't think if Dwayne Haskins hadn't started in the past, if he was just a rookie quarterback that would normally play in these types of situations, he's getting absolutely pounded there. There's a quick get off. He makes a completion. I 
think there. But there is very limited time to prepare for this Hall of Fame game. Everybody knows it's a ceremonial game basically at this point. There was a time back in the day where I think actual players played in these games, but now that is not the case. There's still four more preseason games for both teams that played last night, three more preseason games for both teams that played last night, and four more out there. Ben will be able to get out there and maybe get some snaps. Juju will be able to get yeah, back yeah, out yeah. there. Okay, maybe some offensive linemen will play so we can see Najee Harris with them. But it was nice to get a little football action out there. And the thing that I took away from last night is, although the kicking performance was not fantastic, I'm talking field goals. Sure. Jeez. Not great. It's tough. It was not great. No. All right, it was a little... It was tough for the brand when it came to get the jitters out. It's preseason. Who gives a damn? Yeah. It's just preseason. Everybody's trying to get better. Now, those two guys kicking, nice wander, and uh, Sloman. I'm not 100% sure if they're going to be kicking for anybody this year or their respect. Sloman, definitely not because Boz is there. But I don't know what nice wanderer's thing is. Not a great day kicking. But he's still balling out on punting and everything. Presley fucking Harvard. Yeah. <laughs> hey, star of the game last night. Yeah, he was. Was a punter. From Georgia Tech that got drafted in seventh round, pick 254, I believe, was the number. Uh, I was also a seventh round drafted punter. So I was super pumped to watch Presley Harvin go out there and kind of, I don't want to say earn his stripe on his uh, Steelers helmet. Yeah, but yeah. I, I was excited to see him with an NFL ball in an NFL setting, even though this is nothing similar to what a regular season game will be like for Presley. I love that he stepped up to the moment and he made plays. Two pooch punts were beautiful. The first one would have been fair caught if it was a good returner at the 10, which is exactly what he would be trying to do. And not saying he wasn't a good returner. A actual game returner would not have tried to return a ball that was definitely fair catchable because if they fumble that, it's game over and they're fired forever. <laughs> yeah. But then the next one, he puts that thing down at the half-yard oh, line. Yeah. Great bounce. Okay, great bounce there. That thing could have. Went the opposite direction. We're talking very differently, but Presley had beautiful control on that thing. Perfect distance. A little backspin checkup. How you doing? Keep it moving. Then he gets out there, hits a field punt, misses that one, hits the ground, gets the ball back, though. It's yeah. like, hey, when you're in a groove, when you are in a zone, good things just start happening. Last ball, I think, was his best ball. I, I enjoyed Presley last night. I'm also a Jordan Berry guy who is the former punter. He's currently on the roster as well. Presley was drafted. You don't spend a draft pick on a punter or a kicker especially if he has a good game look for Presley to continue to go and aside from that I just love that football was happening man Presley dominated uh got to hear Troy Aikman and Joe Buck back at it oh yeah you know and a lot of people bury Joe Buck all the big time Joe Buck's been calling games since he was 24 years old I got to hear his story a little bit because the Roselle thing I guess his mom gave a a film of him his work to somebody else's uh, wife who was in and said, hey, will you watch a video of my son? And then that's how he got in there because his dad was in there. So it was, uh, you know, he's got his whole thing. So a lot of people say, hey, nepotism is a problem in the uh, TV world, which it is, by the way. But I don't think Joe Buck is one of those situations. I think Joe Buck, regardless of who his family was, regardless of where, you know, he potentially came from or the people he got to know, he's fucking talented, man. Oh, yeah. Joe Buck is so good at what he does just as a host. Now, he calls everything so everybody's favorite team he has been on the call for the best moments and probably their absolute worst moments and he's directly associated with that and there's been a couple situations I think he has alluded to not having great self-awareness I think while he's in the booth but whenever you're on TV for 20 some years or whatever for that many hours and that many big moments you learn a lot about Joe Buck I don't think he gets nearly enough credit and after last night 
Troy Aikman, I think, has gone to a... I think Troy Aikman's even... Because before the game, he was speaking, and he had a little pundit in him when he was speaking before the game, and it was a very fucking good. And then him talking about Jerry and Jimmy, which we will talk about in moments, because that was maybe the best piece of content that has happened in a long time, just Mm -hmm. in any particular world. I like Troy Aikman a lot, though. And I don't know how anybody doesn't like Troy. I I said Troy Aikman's the man last night, and there was a lot of people who were like, nah, he's terrible or whatever. Troy Aikman's fucking awesome in there. He really is. He really is. It it always goes back to, too, like when when your team is playing in that, like, uh, 405 Sunday window, having those guys call it, even so, like, and then let's say the next week you go and you have, like, the third crew on Fox, like, there's a big difference there. Like, it just, it makes the game feel bigger than it really is. And I'm not sure I don't know Troy well enough. I think there's a chance he dabbles in the vitamins that I dabble. Oh. I don't know him well enough. Okay, this is me just judging like everybody else does. But the way his brain works and the way he speaks about the game, I think like, hey, I'm a big fan of Troy, but let's dive into the pre-show. Yes. So, Jerry, just a week ago or two weeks ago, had to address the Jimmy Johnson situation in a press conference, and that was us hearing Jerry say... Fuck. Yeah. For for our show, we lost our mind. But I think Jerry was addressing that in a big way because he knew he and Jimmy were about to be around each other very closely. And I guess this has been something that I didn't know enough about. I guess Jerry and Jimmy were on the outs-outs. Big time. And they talked about last night how they were friends in freshman in college. Yeah, Jimmy played and Jerry. football together, I believe. Yeah, so they've been tight for a long time. So sometimes your closest friends, whenever you end up being against each other, those things are, hey, cemented it. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, yeah. this is cemented it. I don't think there's ever a respect loss, and maybe there is a respect loss, but those are normally the deeper ones. Whenever it's like, oh, fuck you, no, fuck you, you, how could you do this to me? No, how could you do this to me type thing? And then it's like, well, you're gone forever. So Jerry answering a couple weeks ago in that press conference saying, I don't know how I fucked it up with you. (laughs) And I didn't know how big of a deal that was for him saying that. And I think once we reacted to it, I heard the internet say, like, this is the first time that Jerry is really admitted almost publicly in a big way that it was kind of his fault that this entire thing happened. Then last night, Jerry was forced to sit in Jimmy Johnson's show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he was, he had to, so somebody who, let's say, let's say just for this particular story, let's say Ryan Grigson, okay, got into the Hall of Fame. And Ryan Grigson is a man who did not like me whenever I was playing for the Colts. I did not like him whenever I was playing for the Colts. It was very obvious. Might have led to me really deeply considering retiring because of that. And by the way, I should have been a bigger person. I think we both probably will move on at some point. And it's not at this point, I'm very thankful for everything that has happened. So it's like, I don't know how he feels, but that's just kind of how it goes. He, let's say, he and I, he ends up in some uh, award thing that I end up getting into. And then he would have to walk in here and sit right there. Yeah. Like the night before. That's kind of what happened <laughs> yeah. with Jerry Jones having to sit on that Fox set where it wasn't just the normal crew with Jimmy. It was also Troy from the booth. Yep. And I think they had a cut. And it was, everybody was sitting there. And then Jerry and Jim, it would be just like sitting right there. And Jerry, okay. Jerry, he almost answered these questions in a good enough fashion 
where it was not his fault, and he was n- almost not even going to put Jimmy into the fucking yeah. Dallas Cowboys oh, ring yeah. of honor. Did not want. Yeah. He was dancing around it. He, I don't want to upstage the the thing. Yeah. Are, we, are we doing this? Are we doing this now? And everybody's like, Yeah, yeah. yeah uh-huh. we, uh, that'd be like you guys, like basically, mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's kind of what it because Terry Bradshaw oh. like, gave it to him mm-hmm. a little bit, and then you know, Kurt, they they were kind of going at him. I mean, there was a take it away, Jerry. Hey, there's one. Go ahead. Yeah, if you want to, and they did like a close-up shot mm-hmm. on him and i thought jerry was going to be like because he told the entire story of the ring and the person that made it said hey make this thing a really tight like really hard to get into and they have to not only be a great player or perform but they have to be a massive part of the story of the horseshoe and all the and he goes through the earth of the star and all this and he goes through this entire thing and i thought I thought for sure he because the way he was talking about everything else and he was kind of dancing around it and though I thought he was going to be able to figure out a way to say and Jimmy is definitely now in consideration. He's in the conversation. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he said, <laughs> next year. instead he basically said like he's going in and then even at the very end of it because they, they were trying to get to this point for like eight minutes it felt like or maybe seven I don't know the exact it felt like forever but they were trying to get to what happened in the last 30 seconds when they were running out of yeah. time. Jerry said we the the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones are uh, thankful and whatever. He gave an apology and a thank you to Jimmy Johnson. And it was almost like a uh, everybody on set was like, okay, fine. Jesus right, Christ. Thank you. That's what we were. Okay. And, and Troy, a couple times in between the entire time of trying to get them to that moment, basically, Troy was like, uh, they asked him about his thoughts on something else. And he goes, uh, I don't really know anything about that, but I want to let you know. And he basically pointed <laughs> at Jimmy and Jerry, and he was like, uh, Jerry would have never been the owner that he was without Jimmy. Jimmy, he, Troy was basically like, hey, you, you would have never been anything with Without him, <laughs> yeah. and you, you would have never been everything. So if you guys want to fucking wrap this up, Come on. that would be great. It was, and they did, by the way, by the end of it, and it was like a pretty cool situation. And what immediately followed that, I think, was Mike McCarthy jogging onto the football <laughs> oh, And boy. it was just a beautiful thing. I, I just, that is what comes with games happening. You know, like those are the situations that were so fun to watch as a football fan last night, aside from the terrible football. Right. That, is it the player's fault? Okay, is it the coach's fault? Okay, is it that they had five days with probably a walk, two walkthroughs? Like, there is no time to learn football. It's all ceremonial. And I think all the shit outside Peyton crushed it. I yeah. mean, there's just, yep. it was a cool night, I thought. The interviews in the booth, I love too. Like, when Peyton came on, when John Lynch went on, and Peyton talking about the Monday Night Football with him and Eli just made me even more pumped for just to see that happen hey, this year. Omaha Productions is doing it. <laughs> yeah. That's long. Yeah. And it, Peyton basically said, I'm, I'm going to be on my couch. Eli's going to be on his couch. <laughs> and we're just at a bar watching a game. Who doesn't want to watch football with their brother and talk about it? So yeah. pumped. <laughs> when, this, when this was presented, he said, it seemed like too good of a... Yeah. <laughs> uh, Archie probably, I don't know if he was in the conversation or whatever, but him looking... And Peyton Eli, you guys are gonna watch fucking games, aren't you? Pay to watch football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talk to each other about it. Just that whole conversation, and they'll crush it. By the way, oh yeah, yes. that, But he, John Lynch, 
Mm-hmm. Awesome yeah. chat about. He put over Jimmy G again in his interview. Big time. Hey, not a bad idea there as a general manager. Hall of Fame player. We'll see if he's a Hall of Fame general manager yeah. as well. Seems like he's well on his way out there. Jimmy G's playing great football. Hey, probably pretty good price. Probably pretty good price. <laughs> Best you've ever seen. Best him. Yeah, yeah. Ever seen him. Somebody should come get him for sure. Now there is. A, uh, we heard your backups playing like Patrick Mahomes 2.0. No, 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 no. no. I don't know about no, that. We don't even know if he knows the offense. <laughs> no, no, no. Jimmy G, though, really. Jimmy. Hey, He's we amazing. can get him, though, if you want him. It's good to have a GM in the booth, too, because he for that type of game, because he knew every single player on the field, too. Yeah, right? and by the way, John Lynch, after the draft, before the draft, when he went through all the amount of film that they before, watched, yeah. the amount yeah. of trips, it, might, yeah. it was either the week of, yeah. like, it was the week two of. days, three days before the draft, maybe, when they still didn't give up who they were drafting, mm-hmm. but John Lynch described yeah. what the scouting process was, and I appreciate him doing that because I'm not sure that that gets talked about enough, but in that fourth quarter of a game or third quarter of a game, man. just don't know anybody. I don't no, know anybody out not there. Not a soul. Like, hey, I, I don't know anybody out there. I, I mean, I was there was a couple guys, obviously, mm-hmm. that you're like, okay, but I'd flip back and forth. I'd go over there, and I'd watch a couple plays, and I'm like, all right. It's NFL football. I should be watching this. And a couple things happen. I'm like, I can't. All right, I'm out of here. I, <laughs> yeah. just, I can't do it. But it was, I don't know, it was a cool it, night. It, it was also, a cool it night. It didn't help that the Steelers put their worst quarterback first. Like, that was an odd move. I knew you were going to get that. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I just knew that. And I, I mean, Dewey Haskins and Josh Dobbs both led teams on touchdown drives. Did the first quarterback? I don't think so. Well, Josh, there might have been different players playing uh, at the time that each one of those quarterbacks was playing. But also, their teammates were different whenever they were playing. At that time, what would Dewey look like with Chase Claypool? Ooh. I mean, who knows? Right? There's me just adding to your thing. Dobbs looked electrifying, though, and I think it's because if you're a mobile quarterback in preseason games and you can move, you win. Because a lot of people have no idea what the fuck they're doing. But guess what? <laughs> if they don't know what they're doing or what route they're running, they're still running and creating space and everything like that. So I think he played very well. And by the way, Dewey Haskins can still sling it a little bit. Yeah. Hey, it's like it's yeah. a dart coming out of there. Oh, yeah. I mean, that thing hops uh-huh. out. There was a couple things that he did last night to make you go, okay, Dewey still's got a long way to go. But well, and poor him, Mason had Mason didn't have any of the starters at O line except for maybe the center position who's a rookie. But then Dwayne had guys who aren't even probably gonna And they were running blitzes. Yeah. In the Hall of Fame game. Coming at him. I was so amazed by that. I'm like, okay, right. And this is something I think it's like almost like a gentleman's agreement or whatever, but special teams very easy to know what's coming in these preseason games. The coaches, I think, even talk beforehand, like, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. Hall of Fame game, it was six box, okay, doubled each gunner, and that was just snap, hold, run, this is what we're doing. You know, like, it was just very, very basic. I think there's an agreement there. When I saw that rush against Dwayne Haskins, I was like, oh, we're running blitzes in the Hall of Fame game. Okay, this is awesome. This is pretty cool because there's – I mean, they're five days in the training. You know what I mean? They're yeah. five days. In, Wild. It's, do you want to lose anybody or do anything at this point? And maybe that guy just called his own player or whatever. I don't know if they <laughs> continue that. to do it, which I respect a lot. But it was pretty fascinating to see what was being run, what wasn't being run, who was doing okay. I thought Dewey didn't look bad, though. Um, but you guys, I don't know if you found your backup quarterback or the quarterback of the future. Yeah. And maybe that's why Art Rooney II said uh, – Hey, Ben's not – it's not in stone. He's not playing another four or five years. <laughs> I need him. Maybe that's why I said that. Here's just a, a general over, overall NFL question for you. So, like, Haskins and Rudolph are more talented than Dobbs, but Dobbs is also – he, like, works for NASA. He's an astrophysicist. So, like, if you could have him maybe yeah, in the can. quarterback room, mm-hmm. like, as a guy, like, helping Ben study tape and stuff like that, like – 
I kind of like that in there. Yeah. And I think if we could get an astronaut in here, we would. Sure. Well, you know what I mean? So yeah. if you're a well, football Mint. team. We do have Mint. I yeah. mean, we're well, pretty close. Uh, no, I'm talking, you know, certified. Okay. Oh, okay. NASA. Okay. okay. I'm talking about a doctor of NASA. Okay. Sure. Real, a real one. I'm talking about a doctor of space. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm not talking about a guy who takes off far too high mm-hmm. and stays for far too long. That's <laughs> right. And doesn't return to Earth until all the oxygen is potentially gone. Yeah. From his brain and all the cells have disappeared yeah that's the difference between an ass astronaut oh, oh sure, there sure. it is yep and the doctor of space astronaut okay. which i think is what he's referring yeah, to sure josh dobbs yeah that'd be fun i mean shit i'll start learning uh, some space and we'll try and get after it a little bit i mean astrology. i've watched a lot of documentaries okay yeah exactly. that's not a doctor of space so you could potentially be an astronaut okay uh-huh. one of those okay two s's ah. if we can find an actual astronaut though we should think about Getting them around. Yeah. To awesome. your point. Yeah. You want to have an astronaut around if you can have an astronaut. Because people actually go, what are you, a fucking astronaut? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I am. That is an astronaut right, right there. there. Rocket builder, fixer. I'm pretty sure it's all about telemetry. If we could just, yeah. you know, I mean, you just, just get someone to big. study telemetry and then that's that. basically all you need. What is telemetry? So what? It's like teleporting, right? No, it's Yeah, that's a great question out of you, no, Gump. That's definitely not that. What is not teleporting? Telekinesis? Telemetry like the path. The path in which you get to, you know, oh, like, like a bell curve, like, like their like bearings Biden? almost. Like, okay, what's the telemetry? Let me set this to, you know, and then they're doing that in the rocket before they take off, and it's like, okay, we got to hit this angle because then we're gonna, you know, slingshot around the uh, moon, you, yeah, around the moon, send us to the International Space Station. That's basically how you fly a rocket, right there. In a, <laughs> nut- in a nutshell, yeah, it feels like we already have the guy here. In a nutshell, I'm I'm pretty sure that's that's what it takes. So I'll look into it a little bit more. I'll okay. <laughs> get a couple be, books on telemetry. Would, and you are the guy that we have around that we can say we had a guy who got accepted to Harvard. True. Boom. It would be cool if, hey, I've got a fucking astronaut here, too. Yeah, yeah that would be. I'll look, look into the it. The only issue is. He the, also. Yeah. Yeah. Might have to uh, <laughs> pull him down. How high will you be the first time you head to space? Oh. oh. So, well, you actually have to stay sober when you're calculating your telemetry. I don't want to, you know, end uh, up in a fucking up. different I, solar system true. or something. I kind of just want to be like the 95 year old that was with Bezos, yeah, just, oh, just yeah. floating around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I looked it up. What potentially might have been off a little bit on the telemetry, which is not good for space travel. What? Telemetry is the data that travels from a spacecraft to Earth. It can give information about the ship's position and heading. Exactly. So we were on the right path. So all be, about telemetry. So you'll be the town crier of the spaceship when you right. have the te, 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 te telemetry, telemetry to okay. send a message back down to Houston. So who's calling the slingshot then? Not him. He is not. Houston. Uh, no, NASA's t- normally. Houston is, yeah. Yeah, Houston's normally. Got but it. it's not him, though. They, they will call him, though, I think. <laughs> To tell him, hey, to tell same. everybody. Hey, set your telemetry as follows. <laughs> we're doing yes. the slingshot. So that's what it is. It's conversation from space to Houston. It's basically telling them the position and heading that they're going, which we had we had talked about. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I, if you ever get to do that with your um, telemetry, mm-hmm. I'd like to be the um, you know inconvenient just person that paid to be there floating around. Maybe strapped in right next to me. That'd be awesome. You That'd be it. so cool. Thanks for all your hard work. Hey, you bet. Good I work. can't believe we're going to space. I know. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Thanks, hey. Todd. Here we go. Thanks, Todd. Oh, yeah. That's an astronaut. Let's go. You see that? Uh, I didn't get to watch a video or hear the video, but I saw clips of it. The flight attendant that uh, that uh, wrapped that guy to Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw that. What a stud. What was his name? He was training today. 
Oh. Uh, his name was, he was trending this morning because he got caught up with the news and told the, retold the story. And he's like one of the best storytellers in the history of Earth. Really? Oh. He was trending this morning when I woke up, 6 a.m., no big deal. Was going to go golf, fell back asleep, saw this guy trending, didn't watch the video or hear the video because it was too early. So I kind of missed out on it. But that's what you guys are going to have to do when I'm floating around in space. All right. You got to bring the duct tape. Yeah, you're going to have to tape me tape down. down. Yeah, because I'm going to want to swim around. Of course. Uh, let's go to Olympic talk. Hell yeah. yeah. Hey, by the way, when that happens, yeah. when, you, when you text the group at 6 a.m., yeah. I go, oh, fuck, I got to get up and get in the shower. Oh, don't so worry if about you it. could. Yeah, I'll give you a heads up on what's, what's the plan. <laughs> I didn't fall back asleep, but I was not doing anything. <laughs> so I apologize. That's on me. The, um, the, the World Games this morning, though, I did get to watch because of what we are talking yeah. about yeah. right now. Uh, Gable, Dan, Steveson. Hey. Oh. Hey. 275 pounds, they're saying this dude. He does round off backflips. Yeah. Floating backflips, by the way, like absolute dead body, straight body. Have to be so explosive to get up that high. He won the gold medal today in his first Olympics in a buzzer beater takedown with 6.5 seconds left in the match. The guy from Georgia who was massive and large, who had a lead, gave up a quick two points whenever he was up four with like 20 seconds left. And then at 6.5 seconds, they reset this thing. Gable, Dan, Stevenson had six and a half seconds to get a takedown to win this thing. Yeah. And literally, he dances around this guy for five and a half uh -huh. seconds. Uh -huh. Yeah. Takes him down with a half a second. You see the ref put up the two points, and all of a sudden it's Olympic gold medalist. Sorry about it, pal. Get the fuck out of here. Yes. We got a guy. Mm -hmm. We got the guy. This guy is a heavyweight superstar. I guess he loves WWE as yep. well. I assume he's going to come in and absolutely slaughter it. He has a picture with Paul Heyman. If he wants to, will he get into the UFC? He's explosive, fast. Seems to be dancing and dosy doing on these other people that are the best in the world. And he's electrifying. I'm fuck I would love watching that. I actually sat up in the bed. Let's go! Yeah. I didn't know what happened. I didn't know exactly how or why he won, but I did see the hand go up mm -hmm. and I saw him start celebrating. I was like, I thought we lost. And then it was almost like that Taekwondo situation where mm -hmm. points were just yep. getting added in there. But fucking hey, let's go, Gable. He was awesome. I may have been a little premature saying that I was done with the World Games because, yeah, this was fucking awesome. I mean, it, this was incredible. And then we also just, you know, we just had the Canada and Sweden women's game. Like the Olympics still have juice. That was one of the sweetest things I've ever seen. Like for him to, because it it really was when when the two went up i think there were like two tenths of a second left i don't know how that works like if the if the ref delays a little bit and doesn't get it up in time if it doesn't count i mean like i, I feel like you don't see that in wrestling hardly ever okay you went to iowa so i think you are around the wrestling culture. i went to like a lot of wrestling you know iowa wrestling meets in college you know he's a minnesota guy people actually do that right that is something oh, that yeah. happens like in iowa you go to the wrestling oh meets. yeah like sellout like 18, 20,000 people in there. Okay, so you probably know more about the culture than any of us do, right? I mean, I'm from the town with Kurt Angle. Right. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? But I ain't never got in there and did anything. Yeah, yet. I mean, I didn't wrestle. I, I played basketball instead. But, like, you know, I mean. Is that, a, that, that doesn't happen often, I don't think. What just happened or does it? I have uh, no idea. I've been in the women's side this morning to someone on the U.S. They were going to get gold. But then I believe it was a wrestler from China who did basically the same thing and got her back and won it. 
with like a half yes. a second. Yes. So this is something that happens on you, today. You do, you I don't do know. see it because no. I do remember, you know, like watching the state tournament. Like there is, you know, strategy where like if you're down four, you shoot for a takedown, you let the guy up, and then you have to shoot for another takedown quick. So like that stuff that does happen, but I don't know if I've seen a guy, you know, like basically get around and then get like, get side control and back control like that with, you know, a tenth of a second left and, to and win. I, and I think old Gable Dan Steveson, I think he was pitching a shutout all the way through. I think. I'm not sure. He dominated. He won 8-7, right? That was the final? Yeah. He, but he dominated every single. Oh, before, oh, before that. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He dominated oh, yeah. every. He tech-falled yeah. one guy. I know which. Ten I, run. He had ten run them in yeah. two minutes or and, whatever. And I think that's, I don't think that's very common in the Olympics. Uh, I saw Dake. Uh, yeah. He did bronze, it. right? Yeah. I, I don't know if he won the bronze. He had to wrestle somebody to compete for the bronze. And he ragged all ten. He ten run them. Yeah, it just Let's so go. quickly. Yeah, it was. But it was. Everybody saying it was a letdown because he's thirty years old and it's his first Olympics. He's been a world champion multiple times. I don't know why he hasn't been in there and he wasn't uh, wrestling for gold or whatever. But it looked like he didn't give it. He was ragdolling this guy. I mean, it is wrestling's one of those where you you don't play. Like you can go get God in there. Oh yeah. Like you can go get Big God time. in there. Big yeah. And that Georgia wrestler who's wrestling for. A gold medal in the Olympics, let's assume pretty good. When he was trying to reach for Gable at the end, it looked like an old movie that looked like a joke almost. He swam around. Yeah. Did you see his family in uh, Minnesota go yep. crazy with his teammates and everything like that? Watching his dad watch, right? Because there's six and a half seconds left. It didn't seem like the dad had any doubt almost right. in the video. Mom loses her shit, I think. The rest, everybody goes crazy. I I almost got up out of bed. I couldn't even imagine what the family feels like. We got a world champ, though. Yeah, that Up was incredible. Yeah. And like yeah, you said, awesome. who knows what, you know, UFC, WWE, like I, he's got... He's got a lot of options. Yeah, he'd probably just do a show, too. It sounds like he is electric. Yeah. Uh, speaking of electric, there was once a show we listened to on a regular basis, and then it got canceled. Uh, Fuck! What's that all about? Bullshit. That. It doesn't yeah. make sense. The show is called Rap Sheet and Friends. And we haven't heard Rapshi talk to his friends in some time. Yeah, months. Ages. The, the original theory was, conspiracy was, hey, maybe Rapshi doesn't have any more friends. Oh, that was a thought. So that's why Rapshi, hey, friends, if I'm speaking in French, mm-hmm. had, if you don't have the end friends anywhere, then it's just rap sheet. Really mm-hmm. So maybe show. it's a rebrand. Yeah. Turns out that was not the case. Still has a lot of friends. He was just told that he doesn't have to do the show anymore, so he stopped doing it, which we are bummed about, as are the millions. Hey! Millions! Of people that used to listen to Rap Sheet and Friends. But you can hear and see this man on the NFL Network and on NFL.com. Ladies and gentlemen, insider, Ian Rapport. What's up? Hey, we did think there was that going around that maybe Rap Sheet didn't have and friends anymore, so that's why they had to end the show. You said you were just told not to do anymore. That's good news. We're pretty proud of you, actually. Yeah, I mean, I would say the reason I named the show that was just so people would know that I had friends. Like, just, you know, all they do is see me in this little box every day. So just want to emphasize that, like, I have friends. But now that the show's on hiatus, I would say a pause. Maybe people don't know that I have friends now. Oh, okay. Well, you're right. You're a friend of our show, I think. Yeah, friend yeah. of our show. Friend of our show. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. Yeah. 
That's, that's, that's for my resume. I'm just reeling. You have to excuse me. I'm reeling over here. I just got yelled at by Mike Brable during Titans practice. So. Did he have a dip in? Uh, Did he spit on you? Day. Did he have a dip in? Did he give you a little, hey, hey, rap, pork. Did he give you one of those? It was, it was from very far away. Um, so I don't know. It was, it was just about as loud as you could imagine someone screaming at someone uh, during practice. Nice. So that was a good time. What did you do? What did you do? Jeez. I believe it appeared like I was talking to Taylor Lawan, um as I was walking by. Oh. Because he is a, uh, he's a rehabbing player, and rehabbing players are not allowed to talk to the media. I really was not talking to him, but Vrabel must have thought that. Oh, um, what did Vrabel say? What did Vrabel say? This is awesome. Vrabel is getting ready for practice. Looks over, looks at rap sheet in his bright red shirt, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And he's like this. And he and Taylor already have a great relationship. I bet this was a hilarious dissection of you and Taylor. <laughs> I mean, he was definitely watching me for a little bit. And then I tried to walk away a couple times and then I just didn't. And then at some point he was like, I'm going to make sure that you walk away very, very loudly. <laughs> then we got back to running up. But it's been a pretty good Titans play. Yeah, well, this is my life. Hey, by the way, I think Vrabel, um, every one of his former teammates are like, hey, that's a guy who, uh, if you need somebody ever for basically anything, that's the guy you call. So I'm happy you're on his bad side. I think I'm on his good side. I'm not 100% sure. Could be on a bad side with you because you're on my show now talking about the incident. But let's move along. Uh, you're down there in Tennessee. Julio Jones, is he everything that we all thought he was going to be? Is he dominant down there? How's Tannehill and he getting along? Yeah, when, when Julio's been on the field, he's been exactly what they thought. He hasn't been on the field much. And as you know, like as you get kind of older and older and more and more veteran, the amount of practice time you get sometimes can be less and less. Uh, so Ian, Julio is... Ian, yes. those are called G-Days, by the way. And if you bring those up, you might look like an incredibly cool dude all of a sudden. So like, hey, G-Days? Is that because you're an OG? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like a G day. Yeah, taking a G day. Yeah. Well, he's taking a couple G days, <laughs> um, but it doesn't matter because you know. I mean, he didn't practice a ton with the Falcons last year either. He's going to be Julio Jones, and apparently, like in meetings, he's really dialed in. He's worked a ton with Tannehill, just on like what he likes, what the quarterback likes, how they can kind of work together. He just, you know, they're going to manage him all year. So there's going to be a, you know, I would imagine Wednesdays, but we'll see when. It's going to be up. Oh, Julio's not practicing again. Like, I don't get the sense anybody cares that much. Like, he's on the field on Sundays. He's going to be Julio Jones, and that's what they traded him for, not for practice time. Are they having a whistle-off? <laughs> <laughs> I do hear a lot of whistles. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what I'm period. I'm over here talking to you guys, so I don't know what's going on, but I imagine maybe someone else was talking to Taylor Lawan and everyone's <laughs> <laughs> That could be the case. Uh, we're talking to Ian Rapport, host of Rap Sheet and Friends, which is currently on hiatus. Uh, Ian, let's run around to another quarterback or another team. Uh, Lamar Jackson has missed eight days with COVID, and I guess the original report was this is his second time getting COVID since he got it on Thanksgiving as well. And now that COVID and vaccinations are becoming a heightened issue, I think, and it's only going to grow, by the way. This is only going to grow, I think, as we roll nearer and nearer the season and potential fines being levied. How's that situation going, and what are the Ravens saying about it? I assume this isn't exactly a good time in the Baltimore Ravens facility. No, and I mean, I was there a couple days ago, and I think I was there the day after uh, he tested positive. And obviously, Lamar, based on the timeline, he's been out 10 days, unvaccinated. Um, 
I don't think anyone's thrilled. Uh, you know, when a quarterback is unvaccinated, and we dealt with this with Kirk Cousins, like it doesn't make anyone happy because, you know, it's hard enough to keep these dudes healthy. You know that. Like quarterbacks out, that's a significant thing. If a quarterback is unvaccinated, it's you know there's a risk. Now for Lamar Jackson, because he tested positive 90 days now, he's treated as someone who essentially has the vaccine, um, just because he has the antibodies with getting it. But still, it's it's not what you want and. He was eligible to come back to practice today, but you have to continue to test negative a couple times. And the Ravens said today he's going to continue taking tests, so he's obviously not there yet. It's, it's not what anybody wants. You said a lot there, but the one thing that really stuck out to me was the 90-day thing. Is that because he becomes an immunicorn because he got COVID? Yes. And yes. yes? Yes, that's right. So basically, I think you still test. I'm or no, I, I think you still, if you're unvaccinated, I think you still have to wear a mask, but you basically are Dude, out of testing because you essentially yeah. got the vaccine, I guess, the old-fashioned way. So for 90 days, you're basically good. Okay, the old-fashioned way. Hilarious. Okay, Ian, I like you're making uh, vaccination and science jokes. Good for you. That is, um, yeah. Is that something that they fear is potentially going to backfire? Or when did that get implemented? In the, was that always in the protocols? Yeah, that, that was in the protocols last year. So, you know, there was daily testing. But if a player had tested positive, he was out of daily testing. Because basically, like, you, I guess science has figured out you can't get it within 90 days of having already got it. So, you know, you have to deal with COVID, which for some people is nothing. For some people is just terrible. Um, you know, the fact that Lamar is not back yet, maybe he has symptoms. We don't know. We hope he survives. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's, it does give you the 90 days after at least. How come none of you guys ever wish, like, for his survival whenever you break this news? Jeez. Um, I try to keep my personal feelings out of the breaking news. Uh, now, sometimes when it's a horrific enough injury, you say something like how bad it is. Like, you feel bad for the guy, but... Um, is any injury not- in the history shut down the entire world? Wait, say that again? Well, you said you feel bad for guys when they get devastating injuries, and yeah. uh, you'll say that or whatever. But for COVID, you guys announce somebody gets COVID, and there's never like a hope he survives. You know, what's that all about? No, yeah. no um, I do not say I hope he survives. I do hope he doesn't get that sick. Is that I don't I will say this as a blanket policy. I do not love faux sympathy on Twitter. It's not my just like I'm not a big happy birthday guy. I'm not a big faux sympathy guy. Um, so I try to keep my I will sometimes give private sympathy. Like, let's say I found out you were sick. I would not tweet. Um, oh, get well at Pat McAfee show. Like, hope you're hanging in there, brother. I would probably just text you. That would be my method. OK, well, I'd respect that. But. I mean, I think with these players, potentially, forget it. Just, we'll continue to be the ones that yeah. hope for everybody's survival because you guys don't even yeah. care. Maybe a little more faux sympathy. We'd have more friends for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> hey, even if they're faux friends, pal, you got to do what you got to do. Let's, um, let's move around. Last night, success in the NFL. Is that how everybody felt? Was there any cool stories from behind the scenes? Did any Hall of Famers hate each other? That Jerry and Jimmy Johnson moment was obviously a very beautiful one. That was cool. I like that moment. And, you know, seeing their relationship come together and kind of get back in the same page is nice. He's going to go in the ring of honor. Very cool. It also makes you think how unbelievably mind-numbing it is that they broke up. Like, how is that, like, how is that possible that they – ruined what would have been just an you know, probably an incredible run. Uh, but I thought that moment was cool. Uh, 
you know, it's tough to know what you're seeing football-wise, but didn't seem like Dwayne Haskins had a very good game. You know, I know he's oh. like sort of a reclamation project a little bit for the Steelers, and, you know, their coaches really think they can get it turned around. It, it looked okay, but I would not say great. Um, and nobody got injured. Um, Chase Claypool fell on the ball. Everybody held their breath. He's fine. I feel like that's sort of the only thing that matters during these Hall of Fame games or preseason games anyway. Hey, man, Ty, go ahead. Rap sheet, this last week there were a lot of rumors that the Eagles might be like very actively going after Deshaun Watson right now, and then Dr. Florio kind of refuted that. Have you heard anything about that? Like he's still at the Texans camp just kind of hanging around, doing whatever. Like is, is there a chance that he's actually going to get traded before the season? Uh, I would say there is a chance. Is it likely – I don't know. Now, here's where the situation is. He's not practicing again today. You know, I would not be surprised based on what I know if he doesn't practice again. Like, honestly, like, what are we doing? Why have him out there? You know, like, what's the – you don't need a sideshow. And I know, you know, Nick Casario, the general manager for the Texans, kind of the way he deals with things, he does not really like added publicity for added publicity's sake. I think he'd much rather be under the radar. Um, so I don't know if you'll see Watson out there. The Eagles stuff, I mean, I know they're a team that would potentially be interested. Um, I haven't gotten the sense anything is heated up at all dialogue-wise between the Eagles and Texans. Um, I know teams have been calling. I believe Casario has answered the phone and had some dialogue. I don't get the sense that anything is close or imminent or hot there at all. I mean, it seems like much more of a slow play. So when I see stuff like, you know, Eagles and Deshaun Watson heating up, you know, I, I knew pretty quickly that that was not what was happening for a lot of reasons. You're so cool, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. How's that feel? You know, like to see stuff like yeah. that and then us, whenever we see it, we're like, foe, awesome, dude. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we are so happy about it. And then you read it, you're like, nah, I don't think that's nah. the case at all. That has to be a lot of pressure, you know, heavy as the head. I mean, I, I know you're slightly joking, but that – Part of it is one of the most annoying and most ridiculous parts of my job. I will never forget waking up, getting woken up by our news desk at like one in the morning. When do you remember when one of Jimmy Garoppolo's friends or something posted on his Instagram like it's been a good run, New England? Do you guys remember this? Yeah. And we thought he was getting traded, and I had to call everyone at four in the morning to see if he was getting traded to the Browns. Like this one, I kind of knew. That one, I did not know, and. Having to wake up everyone at four in the morning to see if Jimmy Garoppolo really, in fact, got traded. And there's fun parts of this job, but I cannot say that that night was one of them. All right, so quick follow-up there. Whenever J.J. Watt was trolling everybody, were you just uh, awake at all times for that? <laughs> like waiting for a post, trying to pick apart what shirt he was wearing, and then him sending the mail for the merch to a friend of a friend's house to get to his house? I mean, he tried to keep that under wraps. What were you trying to just blues clues that thing? Yeah, uh, that whole thing was annoying. And I knew that Jay he was not a huge fan of the always. fact that uh, I broke that he was, you know, I think he planned to announce his own release separation from the Texans and then I broke it. So I knew that he was going to do everything he possibly could to break his own news where he was going. Um, oh, so, so, of course, I was trying to. So, of course, oh, boy. So, of course, I was trying to. Uh, Is that Frabes? Uh no, that was William McGinnis. We were supposed to get him after practice. I'm not so sure we're getting him now. But anyway. Um, oh, because of you? I mean. You pissed off oh. Vrabes and oh. Willie McGinnis, dude? Yikes. Oh, my oh, God. Rapsy. Hey, moment of silence, please, yeah. for 
Ian Rappaport. Moments lost yeah. here. You're yeah. a dead man. What? Not good. Yeah. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is a great interview, though. Hey, you're doing yeah. great. And there's 31 other teams. Don't you worry about it. Hey, 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 you are, right. hey, hey don't worry fine, about it. Hey, you'll be all right out there. Go ahead. Hey, Rap. Uh, actually, I think the biggest story last night, like, what's going on with Dak? Like, there's starting to be some rumors that, like, they, the Cowboys might be lying to us about how serious his shoulder is. Yeah, I, I don't think they're lying, but I do think that there's no need to rush anything. So that's what, you know, they, I think when an injury happens, initially they're like, couple days, couple days should be fine. I think with this one, they were kind of like, hang on, like, let's, this is our quarterback. We'd like him to play in a preseason game, maybe just one. So why are we rushing anything? You know, I, I think that's more what this is. Uh, it's a muscle. It's not like a ligament. It's not a tendon. It's really just a muscle pull. Um, and the fact that Dak acted so quickly and was like, hey, guys, something is wrong, probably saved them from major injury. So I think he's going to be fine. Uh, I think he's going to play week one. He's probably going to play in a preseason game. I just don't think there's any point in kind of rushing anything. I think he was clapping pretty hard he last was. night. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, literally when I saw him clap, I was like, is this pre-record? When did he record to clap? Because yeah. that is a pretty, you I know what I mean? Pre-injury, pre-injury clapping. Which, by the way, maybe Jerry playing for that. I I know he was not planning on putting Jimmy in that ring of honor there last night. Yeah. Deal. He was placed into Jimmy's friend's house, basically. I mean, that was a moment. I don't know... Uh, he handled it beautifully. Go ahead, uh, Connor. Yeah, rap sheet. Uh, Walt Anderson is replacing Burt Wigeron ah. up in the officiating thing. Uh, is anything going to change, or is this still going to be a dog shit process? Um, I, I hope it is a really good, clear process. I mean, the main thing to me, like, you know, they make the decisions, they do the reviews, it is what it is. What I sort of want as, you know, someone who does this job, but also a football fan, I want a quick explanation. That's kind of what I hope we get out of it, and you know, they've had different people doing it for a while. Al Riveron did it, then some other people have chimed in. Like, I just want to know why the rule was what it was um, and why they made the call they did. So I hope that the communication, not just to the teams and the game, but to the public increases. Uh, and, you know, guys like Walt Anderson have been explaining stuff to the public for years. So that's yeah. That should help. Yeah, he has been. He's been doing a fantastic job for decades, honestly. The <laughs> the thing that I took away from last night's game also about this entire process that kind of made me feel better about it, and maybe you'll have more information on this than I will because literally I was introduced to it last night. They said there will be somebody there on premise in the ear of the ref to potentially expedite a easy call that they could change quickly or somebody steps out of bounds or something like that they can say hey balls on 27 and they can just do that that's massive that's huge that's the biggest news they should have led with that as opposed to the walt anderson yeah. stuff if we're going to be able to fix those little things quickly without coaches having to waste their challenges that's massive right how come we're not talking about that more yeah actually i was in atlanta yesterday talking to bunch of people but rich mckay the chairman of the competition committee and that was kind of his emphasis is how much faster and cleaner it's going to be like having someone there having the you know the the quick easy ones where you you don't have to spend two minutes like to figure out like oh the guy clearly stepped on the sideline or not like i do think that's going to be an emphasis and so much of this now is just you know obviously it's making sure it's right but just increasing the speed at which they decide things like you know i'm not 
a big tennis guy. I'm sure you are, but I'm I'm really not. Check the um, the way, as quick as they do replays, like football should be able to do that. You know, like he'll. I think that's what they're trying to do is get to a point where they can do everything quickly. Well, they brought in that Hawkeye system, which is every angle uh, being able to be watched at the same time yep. for the person making the call as opposed to TV producers controlling that, which right. I don't want to get angry okay, about everything that I've watched and games that I've been a part of and who was potentially in charge of overturning maybe yeah. a call I hated or anything like that. But we're just going to think ahead that it's better now. Mm-hmm. Okay? Better now. It's better now. We don't need to dive back. It is much better uh, now. Ian, good luck over there. We appreciate you for joining us. Sounds like you're in some shit. I mean, yeah. it, it sounds like it. We'll find out. Uh, Going to be an awkward rest of the day, but this is my life. I'll see you guys later. I think you just go in there with a real firm handshake and you say, listen, I apologize for apes. Or maybe get that guy that just walked in behind you <laughs> to maybe get the introduction there because it seems like he's probably on a good basis with uh, Vrabes is yeah, an anyway. intimidating guy. Willie McGinnis, too. He is one of the largest humans I've ever seen in real life. He has... The entire hourglass yeah. mm-hmm. shape or whatever. Stacked up. I'll All right, Ian, good luck out there. Hey, good luck. Ian yeah. Fuck it. I, the thought of rapes. Just standing there. Maybe even with his punching glove or boxing gloves on. Yeah, mm-hmm. Massive. Massive. Oh, yeah. Just standing over there. Probably forced to let NFL Network in. Because sure. the NFL Network is a part of that. So it might not even be a part of when the media is out there normally, like the local media or whatever. It probably might be forced to have Ian in there because he's with NFL Network. William McGinnis, old friend. Okay, we're close. We're coming yeah. through anyway. We can do that. Yeah, only rule is you can't talk to any of the injured players, especially that fucking guy right there, mm-hmm. the inside. Can't talk to any of the injured players. Oh, no problem. Do yeah. whatever you want to do. Walk around the field. Do what you got to do. Fucking Frank's just sitting there. This, mm, he's not doing it. Get the fuck off the field. <laughs> yeah. just yelling. He said he yelled across the field. Yeah. And then he went up close and was yelling louder than anybody. He said anybody's been yelled at. That means the entire team. What's that? Oh, no. I got an update. You guys hear me? Yeah. Hey, just want to let you know that the guys were messing with me. Interview is not off. What? Yeah! Hey, maybe Vra- oh, hey, hey, let's hope you get a good Vrabes in there too. Maybe Vrabes will take off on Ian. <laughs> yeah. All right, where can we watch this interview at? Is that on NFL Now or? Uh, I would say uh, on NFL Network in about 20 minutes. All right, Tune cool. In. We'll check the awkwardness, man. Good work out there. Way to be a professional. Tell Willie I ain't doing that fucking interview. <laughs> yeah. Could see Vrabel just picking him up by the collar and just tossing him out. I of saw Vrabel this morning. Camp. He couldn't help himself. Bud Dupree, first day back of practice. He had his hands all over Bud. They were going at each other. Hey, you're back, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's fine. go. Good. I love like people, everybody's giving MCDC, right? Like yeah. this uh, you know, a lot of attention because he's wearing uh IndyCar helmets to right. press conferences. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that shirt is available now at store.pamagvishow.com. It is one of Foxy's favorites. I think I've never seen a kid light up like it's Christmas morning. <laughs> that whenever that shirt How show- can you not? Look at this thing. <laughs> That's my head coach. For now. That is your head coach. But MCDC, you're non-kneecaps and mm-hmm. everything. He's wearing helmets and everything like that. I, I don't think anybody talks about you know, and he's been very successful, and it's kind of gone on the radar because I think he doesn't give a fuck at all about any of the, any of it. Vrabel is one of those like, hey, culture. Oh yeah. Here we go. Big time. He's in there, and I asked, and who knows what Taylor 
Luan in his relationship is. Those are two, you know, big dogs in the history of the NFL. I think they're obviously. But the way they talk about it is like Vrabes is in the locker room, but he's like the guy in the locker room who has to make the decision. Like he is the guy in there and he gets along with everybody. But Vrabes is not given enough credit for his coaching run thus far, his style in which he does it, and also the fact that he would beat the fuck out of every other coach in the NFL if they had to get into a fight. Yeah, I mean, we've had, you know, AJ, I think, has, you know, like, worked out with him at, like, Ohio State-related stuff, and he said, like, he could still he could still play now, probably. Now, this might, I don't know if this is a true story or not, okay, so I don't want that to be taken as such. This is just, like, kind of the folklore of rapes. I heard dude can smoke an entire pack of cigarettes while going through an entire cardio conditioning <laughs> oh, man. in the NFL. That's Ooh, what I've heard. I mean, that's unbelievable. Might be Jesus Christ himself. Then. Yeah, I've heard. That. I've heard this. I've heard. Now I don't know if it's true. I've never. I don't think Frames and I have ever met each other in person. We we do know each other via the internet or whatever, and through mutual people that know each other. I don't know him close. I've heard that guy can go ahead and slam. Whatever he wants until about 3, 4 a.m. And then if there's a 4.30 workout, guess who's winning the sprints? <laughs> guess who's lifting more weights? And guess who's doing it? That's what I, I've heard Vrabes is like. Freak nature. The man's <laughs> yeah. man. Like I, I've heard like Vrabes is the man's man. And then you watch these coaching videos and it's like, that's probably the case. Mm-hmm. And that's the type of guy that could lead a group of men uh. to a, a promised land. Just like MCDC has. I'm not saying they're the same way. But just like MCDC has his way and his vision of motivating people, there is always any different style of coaching that works is cool. But there's a lot that don't. I think Vrabes is working. We're going to find out if MCDC does. Uh, but I'm excited to kind of the future of coaching and how there's so many. Listen to Staley. Whenever Staley came on the show, it was almost like he's just like, uh, like Pat, you know, like I like to do this. Mm-hmm. Like like he's in the locker, like in the quarterback room. Like he's one of the quarterbacks of the team, but he's also the head coach. There's just I think there's going to be an evolution on how people coach, and I think the MCDC thing, although it is abnormal, I'm sure there will be more in that vein of like, hey, this is what I am. I'm going to have a good time out here. Well, and they kind of just generally stop talking like with Braves. Like they're good, right? So it's like okay, you don't need to like look into it too much. Like if MCDC goes out there and they suck, then people will be like, hey, you know, like he's he's a meathead, he's a clown. But people don't do that with because they're all like he's good he's proved that like hey i can do shit my way and we'll still win now that the world's opening back up so many new thrills are on the horizon okay and whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started we're excited to get back out there and meet new people Hell yeah! when the moment comes it's not come too quick. Oh, <laughs> oh here we go. <laughs> that is not what they had in their copy. Okay. <laughs> they should. That was, I think they're going in a different direction. So let's go back a sentence or two. Okay. Okay. When you, when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Huh? Lasts a long time. Banging up, banging up, banging up. Yeah, it's yeah. Pete Alonso at the all <laughs> yes. at the home run derby. That's Boom. right. Dingers. <laughs> Bingo. David Ocup- <laughs> Population, you dude. Hell yeah. 
Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way, whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. Ooh. That's huge. Free? The shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the yes, medication. Free no. two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go to GetRoman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. A lot of conversation last hour on YouTube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show about the Hall of Fame game last night. Ooh. Have to hit it once again. Congrats to the Steelers undefeated. Wow. Hey. 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 Steelers. Hey, uh, what you saw out of Matt Canada's offense tone digs, a lot of jet sweeps, a lot of movement, a lot of action. Dan Orlovsky said on this show that if you're an offensive play caller that isn't utilizing every single inch of space that the field has to offer, you are doing your team a disservice with the way offenses are now and with the way there is a, a, a schematically space creation makers basically uh, with how the rules are and with RPOs and the speed and what defense can do and what defense can't do. It is insane right now. It looks like you guys are about to speed up Things are about to get real fast in Pittsburgh. That's got to feel pretty good as a lifelong Pittsburgh Steelers fan who saw them go 11-0 last year, then run the same exact plays for the rest of the season, and everybody knew what it was, and not be able to do anything. The change will be good, right? Yeah, it's going to be much better. As you know, we've had potentially the worst offense coordinator of the league, Randy Marsh, for the last few years. Whoa. There was some competition, my friend. No, there was, no, there Randy was not. Randy Marsh might actually be better. I, no, there was not. I promise you that. But – that Jan Gailey, is that what you said, Nick? No, Dick's oh. a Randy Marsh, who is the dad from South Park. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Fickner was his actual name. Um, oh, <laughs> I see what you're So over the, during his time, Steelers ran play action 12% of the time, which is by far the lowest in the NFL. During camp, from the reports that I'm seeing, they're up over 25% of the time. So we'll get a little play action. They did a lot of motion, a lot of movement last night. They were just, like, years past, they were just saying, hey, Ben, guess what the defense is doing because we're not going to move anybody on our side to give you an idea. But then it's, Ben would also be telling the defense what they're going to do, right? Correct. And that's something that came out. Oh, Some yeah. uh, corner came out and said, Ben Roethlisberger was actually telling me what the guys were telling running. the wide receivers with hook. <laughs> yeah. Run a button hook. Right, because <laughs> Seven, seven, run a seven. <laughs> And the corner had to act as if he could not hear what Ben was saying. And the first time, I guess he probably tested it, was like, yeah, is yeah. That, oh, shit. Oh, it is. And then he goes to the sideline, everybody play it cool. Everybody play it cool, but Ben will tell the wide receiver what route to <laughs> That really, it was backyard yeah, football. Yeah. It was backyard football for a long, long time, and Ben loved throwing. That's why everybody was like, Ben's a quarterback. Ben's going to want to throw the ball. Ben's the one running the offense. I think last night we saw that even if Ben wants to run the offense, there's going to be a lot of shit already mm-hmm. in the plays that are much, vastly different. And uh, I'll be excited to see Ben have to pre-snap, post-snap, and do that entire thing like a lot of other quarterbacks have done for a long time. My optimism is that it can't get any worse. It's not going to get worse than what it was the last few and it wasn't that bad last year at the end of the season was bad he was hurt the year before that and it was very bad for the offense but the year before that he led the league in passing so it'll be fun to see what Ben does we'll talk to Ben has been very successful he'll be a Hall of Famer I mean there is he's just always had things 
yes. around him that make you go, ah, okay. What the hell's going on? He's yeah. gotten rid of those, though. He has, allegedly, completely. Yeah, he was cracking jokes last night. He was having a great time on yeah, the sidelines. Yeah, he was there. Lines. I saw him laughing. He was watching the game, too. The, uh, yeah. Whenever yeah. he was getting interviewed, he kept turning away from the mic because he wanted to watch the boys play. And that's a good teammate, Ben Rollins. That's Rollins, right. Oh, Second yeah. year after Tommy Yawn, always your best, my friend. In baseball world. Yes, sir. Just in general. He uh, was saying that last night, too. He said, I thought I was good until I saw what I was this year, and I realized, oh, I'm much, much better. I, the, everything that happened around the game last night, like, for instance, the plays themselves, not yeah, the yeah, players. Yeah. Right. The plays themselves. Uh-huh. It was like, oh, shit, okay, that's a little bit different there. I think you're going to have to get, like, those plays work with the 4-2. Four one. You guys got Chase running. What's Chase? Chase four three. Chase is a four three. He's a big body four three. Deontay's quick. That's probably who it'll be. Most of those guys. The the Mason Rudolph fumble. I fumble. Ruski. Man, uh, ESPN uh, already put Michael Parsons into the Hall of Fame because he fell on the fumble of that play. I mean, he's already making a difference on that defense. Bruh, fire play. Yeah, dude. <laughs> please relax. Okay, he was right there, and it's not easy to uh, recover a fumble. Joe Judge did it in the mud last year. He did. That's right. And uh, you know that kind of set the tone there for the Giants in the way they're going to build that whole thing. But it's not easy. to. He, he made a play. He had to be nervous, too. First drive, yeah, of NFL, a lot of pressure. They're saying he's going to be a guy guy. He gets a fumble recovery first play. Here we go. Some guys just make plays. That's, right. That's what some guys do. Mike Parsons is one of them. Let's talk about the Giants because this is fascinating. Uh, Joe Looney wasn't the only one that retired, turns out. No really? way. Yeah. So Joe Looney, immediately after um, the lap fight, Hundo's, push-ups thing that happened to everybody on the team uh, because there was a fight that Danny Dimes ended up in the bottom of it. Joe Looney, 30-year-old, been around the NFL a long time, says, you know what, I have a lot of respect for Jason Garrett. That's why I came. Coach, sorry. I have a lot of respect for (laughs) Coach Jason Garrett. That's why I came here. But I don't think my body can do it anymore. And we took it immediately as, okay, so he was somebody that got there a couple days before this entire event, and he was looking around wondering why nobody else was saying anything about the push-ups and pads at the end of practice or whatever, you know? So he retires. He says, I'm out of here. Two more players, I guess, just see you later. We're getting out of there. So Joe Judge is going to run his team how he's going to run his team. And the New York Giants needed an entire culture shift to get back to the once glorified days that they had when Coughlin was winning with Eli Manning and the boys. Mm -hmm. They've had McAdoo. They've had an entire situation over there. They benched Eli. They brought Eli back. There's been a lot of situations where the Giants have not been fantastic when they once were. So much so that their owner actually came out and said, I'm tired. Tired of fucking telling people why we stink. I, I don't want to do it anymore. So they invest in the offseason. They bring people in. A couple of the older guys realize this isn't for me. They're leaving. But if Joe Judge wins, none of this matters. I can't stress that enough. That as long as Joe Judge gets a culture that wins, none of this None of this matters. The players have come out and said, like, if you don't want to be here, don't be here. Now, that's not always necessarily the case, especially when people's lives and families are, you know, doing things and food on the table and everything. It's not like for some people. But I got the message as, hey, there's going to be people that either buy in and there's people that don't. That happens everywhere, by the way. There's some people that can't buy into a nonchalant type building because they don't like that lack of just super disciplined accountability. There's people that can't fit into a lot of places. If Joe Judge wins, none of these retirements matter. 
matter. If Joe Judge loses, though, all of these things are going to get talked about forever as the Giants continue to make bad decisions, just like what has happened in the Detroit Lions organization. If he wins, it's cool. If not, he'll lose everybody and it won't matter. I'm happy he's at least going in there sticking to his guns, but they're going to have to see results or you're going to see a lot more of that from potentially good players not wanting to be around anymore. Okay, so that's what I was kind of going to ask. Is this more indicative of just like he runs a tough camp and these guys who are retiring who, like you mentioned, they're older guys, but they're probably like fringe roster guys anyway. So see, it's tough like, camp is an interesting way because tough camps can happen in an assortment of ways. The sprints push-ups thing right. is, yeah. is very, for something that maybe a 35-year-old man had nothing to do with, and he's right back on his peewee football field where he is doing something. And if you listen to anybody who's ever, at least I have, there's some people, I guess, that have gone to bat for this because it is a precedent setter or whatever, and you're going to get your players in there. And if they buy in, which nobody told him to go fuck himself whenever he said it, if they buy in, which is what I got out of that situation, you're do whatever you got to do as long as you win. But there had to have been guys, and I think we're very clearly seeing it, mm-hmm. who whenever they were told to get down and do push-ups after running hundos after practice or whatever, were like, all right, man, I'm not a fucking 12-year-old. Yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. But the guys that will stay, hopefully, will win is what Joe Judge is dreaming about. But that Belichick coaching tree is one where it's tough. If you don't have success, it's tough to win over and have people buy into something if you don't have success. So Joe Judge knows that he's going to have to win early. And two offensive linemen retiring, is that because like Nate Selder is the elder statesman in that room and they're asking him, like, hey, can you change this? But because he does come from the Belichick camp, that it's like, hey, this is how it needs to be. I don't think Belichick is making them do push-ups and pads. No. Okay, so listen, a tough camp. Yeah. I I don't, I I think we cannot, I don't like the narrative being painted that, oh, Joe Judge is running a tough camp. Bruce Arians runs like one of the toughest camps historically. I don't know about this year. They said it has been hot as hell or whatever, but there's a lot of tough camps that happen. This one is the potential, the culture, the way he's trying to build it with, hey, this type of thing. In his ways, accountability is earned in kind of built through punishment and stuff like that. There's other places that run a tough camp that don't feel it's that way. Bob Sala obviously came yeah. out and said, like, right. you hope accountability is self-governed as opposed to being forced, which is what every culture is trying to build. But once again, none of this matters if Joe Judge wins. None of it at all. But if they lose, we're going to have to talk about it. What's up, Tom? Well, the thing with them, like, O-line's been their kind of weakness for the last few years. And this dude's started every game that he's been healthy since 2014, like, you assume he would have had some impact on the Giants team this year. How about him potentially asking after the entire thing? And we don't know. We don't know. No. We don't know any of this. But imagine this guy that retired here. Every game started since 2014 after the push-ups thing. Because he's an offensive lineman too, so he's not going to like – maybe that's a broad brush, but normally offensive linemen aren't going to be the ones to say, hey, fuck you, in the middle of – you know what I mean? Like they are yeah. going to buy in. I wonder if there was an afterwards a, – a coach, like I understand what you're doing, but next time can you say like if you have more than – if you're over the age of blah, 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 you don't have to do push-ups, everybody else does. Like there is a split sometimes of if you have this many years in a league, you can do this. If not, you have to do this. Like that has happened. And uh, No, everybody does it. Got it. Where are those retirements? (laughs) (laughs) Well, he was in uh, Houston the last three years, so he was with Billy O'Stooge, who is a Belichick disciple. So it's like, 
are you used to this already? Is it different? Or? Okay, so that's the that's once again the yes. tough camp thing. The yeah. push-ups is I think where everybody's like, what okay. are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing here? You know, like that is, it, and I might be mistaken. I don't I don't speak for everybody ever, but when I heard that, I started I laughed. You know, like I was like, all right, get it going. But it, I was very impressed that nobody in the moment said. You know, even if it's somebody that shouldn't say something, like I'm very impressed that nobody said, no, nah, we're not doing it or whatever. That should bode well, but it does sound like there were some people that were not exactly thrilled, maybe with not just that, but everything going on, retiring the next day. It's a big story. It's a big story right now, especially with what's going on in Las Vegas as well. Yeah. The Raiders have had like five people retire in the last two weeks. Mm -hmm. Four uh, execs uh, quit as well or resign, I guess. What the hell is going on over there? That is something that uh, people have been, you know, kind of pointing their, their finger at a little bit. They're saying, hey, something is uh, running amok out there yeah. in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. The Raiders have had three players, Theo Riddick, linebacker James. Onwalu. What up, Boos? And tackles Sam Young, retire over the last week. Running backs coach Kirby Wilson abruptly retired a few weeks before camp. Team president Mark Bedane abruptly resigned last month. Not sure what that's all about. I think the CFO and he is EVP or something yeah. like that also. What is going on in Las Vegas? The timing of it is interesting. This yeah. is all pretty near training camp. So did something happen? Was there a meeting? Why is everybody bailing out and... Uh, are the Raiders going to stay? What's going uh -oh. on? Feels like they might. No. Is Gruden nah. also just saying, hey, look, I need to be the team president. I need to be the CFO. See. Fuck, I might play running back this year. I need to get some time as well. We do forget that there are some situations where that happens, where even if you're not having the most amount of success, you start taking on more responsibilities and more jobs. Billy O'Brien. Yeah. was not only the head coach, the general manager, the director of scouting, but he also ran the custodial mm -hmm. department. Department Head of contracts. And head of contract. He was also lead counsel. Game yep. day experience guy. Yeah, he did. Boom. He was the one that actually, they uh, they have a bunch of flames that come out. Yep. Yeah. Bill O'Brien 3D printed the thing that the, they, but that's what was happening down there. The, right. The, the, the torch. Insane. They were not winning. He was picking up more jobs and more jobs and more jobs, probably because... Maybe there is an ineptitude everywhere, or he wanted to go down on his sword or on his shield if he had to. Maybe that's what's happening with Gruden. Maybe Gruden's there. Mayock's still out there, though. Yeah. yeah. And they still got, what, seven years into that 10-year deal? Oh, yeah, a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. they, got, they can go through two different, two more quarterbacks if they want to with that 10-year, hundred-some-million-dollar deal to get him out of the Monday Night Football booth. I don't know what the Raiders are going to do. I have no idea what they look like going forward. I don't know why all these people are retiring, but I know that... Gruden's going to turn over every single stone and try to find some success. That's after. right. They're only favored in six games all year long, and I think that'll be less by the time we get to the season start. Well, Gumpy's doing a little punditry there on the film he's watched out of the Raiders. The thing about the Raiders is they win games that you never expect them to win, though, because I think the narrative outside of the Raiders fan base, and I don't want to – hey, I apologize to the Raiders fan base that I potentially upset – uh, before, whenever I thought Derek Carr was was a dead man, but yeah. I think the narrative is like, oh, they stink. I think there oh, is yeah. a narrative that that is not a good football team. But then you watch them play, and it's like, damn, this team is actually humble. This team is very talented. Yes. They're very good. They win games they're not supposed to win. They're in the Chiefs division, which is an absolute nightmare. But still, I don't know why it doesn't ever click over. There. They almost beat the Chiefs twice last year. They beat them in KC, and then they had them like on the ropes at home. Yeah, they're over under six and a half wins. 
See, I would bet the over on that just because the Raiders win so many games and you go, why the hell, what are the Raiders doing? And then you'll look at a score and they lose. It's like, what happened to the Raiders there? I, I just... I don't really understand the Raiders much. All the retirement and turnover behind the scenes, I don't know what that's all about. That can't be good for the entire environment. That's crazy, too, especially considering, like, they have the new stadium now. They didn't get to have fans in it last year. Like, you'd think it would be maybe, like, a good time to be in that, like, an exciting time to be in that front office or whatever. But it seems like their MO every year is, like, they'll start 6-2 and two or 6-3 and three and people will be talking about them. And then you check however many weeks later and it's like, oh, the Raiders went 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah, They just what, choked down the stretch. What, and there was a... They had this one trip i think they played in london and then they they had this incredible it was a very long road and everybody's just saying who cares you know who cares like that is tough when the schedule is difficult your recovery is much different than everybody else's like is there's a chance that that works against you but everybody's got to deal with some sort of shit i don't know why that is if maybe the president or whoever that stepped down yeah Maybe they decided, like, all right, the last thing I'm going to do is I'm going to get the team to Las Vegas, get the stadium done, because that is a massive, oh, yeah. massive ordeal. And it said that guy had been an employee since, like, the early 90s. Started oh, as, like, a driver and then worked his way up. Yeah, to- so maybe the, that maybe it's not like they're retiring because they don't like what's going on. Maybe they're like, hey, I feel like, I feel like it's time for a new. And maybe we're just judging this in a negative light because it seems like it's all happening very close to an uncomfortable time for it to happen for a football team. These are the types of things you'd like to potentially happen way before the the business season actually starts. But, I mean, you got retirements in New York, you got retirements in Vegas, and you got Jerry Jones doing whatever the fuck he wants all the time. (laughs) Hey, we're going to get a lot of Jerry this weekend, I think. Oh, yeah. whole year. Hopefully this is a very good uh, indication of what we're going to get from the Cowboys. Yeah, especially with Hard Knocks coming out. I am so – did you hear Mike McCarthy? He said, uh, Lombardi's heavier than you think it is. (laughs) (laughs) It was a Hard Knocks, uh, like, teaser clip. It's him in a team meeting. And he's going, this was bot, you know. He he said, by the way, it's heavier than you think it is or something like that. It was, and once you, once you taste it or do it or something, there's nothing else in the world, he said, basically. And it's like, that's the only reason why we're here. And by the way, every coach has some iteration of that speech every year because if you're in the NFL aside from just making money to live and survive and have a great life for you and your family because you've dedicated your entire life to a sport basically there is the hey there's going to be 31 teams at the end of this that are going to be not happy there's 31 teams there's obviously more teams now that they've expanded the playoffs who will maybe have bonus games and bonus checks and get close but there's only one team that's going to win everybody else fucking stinks everybody needs to know that every coach that doesn't win is going to go home miserable like that is just how it goes that's how coaches are and that whole motivation inspiration in training camp and those team meetings by the coaches that's a massive part of the season like that's kind of setting the course for everything and i think that's why i enjoy hard knocks so much because he's a friend of the show now but when i saw you doing an interview after he jumped in uh the lake uh, erie upper oh, yeah man. and he said uh i know i'm gonna win here and as soon as i heard him say that one sentence on hard Knocks, i think it was the first scene i know i'm gonna win here i was like all right Probably not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, because like coaches are the biggest we, yeah, right, us, our 
this needs to happen. Like, that is what coaches are. Now, there, obviously, there's different ways that coaches do things. But when I heard that, I thought to myself, like, oh, it's probably going to be difficult for an entire team to listen whenever he's saying stuff like that publicly and he has a 1-31 in 31 record or something like that. It's, it's all about, you know, trying to motivate and find the, the greatness in everybody. And Joe Thomas said he was motivated by Hugh, and I'm not saying anything like that, but I'm just saying that first couple days of camp that we get to see on Hard Knocks I think is massive for me in finding out what type of coach the person is in big fucking Mike being mic'd up all training camp one year removed from being in his basement I mean let's go I can't wait to learn about old old Pittsburgh Yenzer McCarthy yeah it's gonna be must see TV no question about it I think he might be right up there with like Rex Ryan in terms of like you know the best (laughs) like personalities they've had on there and it was awesome that they were in the Hall of Fame game last night so I assume on Tuesday whenever it premieres we'll get some you know good footage of that as well Jerry peacocking around you know I mean it's it's gonna be awesome Awesome. Oh, yeah, the behind the scenes of yeah. Jerry yeah, yeah, yeah. and Jimmy. Right. That scene after. I would assume that will be on the show on Tuesday. I would for, guess. Good for Hard, Hard Knocks has gone. They've, they've had a couple years where it wasn't great, right? Oh, last, yeah. Last yeah, year. Last year yeah. wasn't great. I didn't like the two team thing. Was that last year? Yeah. yeah. I kind of stunk. Well, we and with it. COVID, too, it kind of just. Yeah, we were down mm-hmm. at the house. Yeah, the access probably not as good. And I, by the way. We need not judge NBC as hard as we have been for these Olympics things. Why Why do you say that? What do you mean? Because as I was watching a game that I thought was potentially live for the gold medal and it was not, Mm -hmm. it was actually a previous game for the semifinal and they had no graphics on the screen at all to tell me what game this fucking was that I was watching. Sure. And I was trying to do the math on time and it could have been a morning game over there actually with the time I was Mm -hmm. watching it. I'm like, how come there isn't a single graphic on this screen to be like, hey, this is the Olympic semifinal fucking game. It's our basketball team taking on Australia. I guess I could have known better. All right, I understand. But I happened to just turn it on middle of the game. I actually had to call Connor. I was like, (laughs) why aren't you watching this fucking game? We're going for gold. That was the semifinal game. I'm like, of course it was. Of course it was. I hang up the phone and then I watch for five minutes. I'm like, are they going to say any time in here? Because there wasn't a single graphic on there. Not a single mention of it. The only thing that there wasn't was the live thing which I guess is the only thing that, that really... That's the only tell. That's the only tell is that whole thing. They wouldn't even fuck... There's no graphic... Do, do, they don't have a graphics department? And then I thought to myself, they probably weren't allowed to bring over as many people as they had once planned oh, because of COVID. So maybe those back-end jobs that none of us know about, the Zitos, the Foxies, and everything like that, those jobs might have got cut more than other people because... They had to save for on-air talent, you think? Or? I don't know, because I don't think those people would be on site anyway. They'd be back at you know NBC's headquarters. No or way, not that far away. Apparently everything. Not that far. Apparently everything's a lot harder than we think it is. Well, Gumpy, you're right. I mean, <laughs> everybody explains how hard everything seems to be. Uh-huh. We do it every fucking day. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's just such a massive production. It happens once every four years, so I feel like you can't, like, they, you have so much time to, like, so make bad. sure stuff like that doesn't happen. That's what's so mind-boggling is it's like, hey, it's not like they have another show in two weeks. It's like, no, 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 they're off for four years preparing so, for the next one. So you think what I, my excuse I just made for NBC? Yeah, don't do it. Yeah, I mean, look. There's no graphic on the screen saying, hey, this is the semifinal game. Like, how is that not even a thought of putting it up there? Sometimes I don't even know. The clock is tough to find on some sh- I mean, it is. Yeah. Just put replay where you put live. Like, is, is that that difficult? That would be pretty simple. I have yet to see an entire fucking handball game. I think it's already over. It's over. Mm-hmm. It's done. Who won? 
Who knows? Had to be the Danes. Denmark. Had to be the Danes. Yeah, it's Dominic Danes had to have won. Yeah. Uh-huh. They had that guy with the mullet with the, with the headband. headband. Yeah. He was so good. Yeah. The way they moved the ball, I saw him throw an alley-oop like Jackie Moon and mm-hmm. Coffee Black, dude. Guy jumped into the thing, grabbed it. Caught it outside the crease. <laughs> Bang. Yeah. Goal. Jackie Moon's, uh, Moon's mom created that for the Denmark. Handball really, tomorrow. The alley-oop. The gold. The gold? What time? Uh, 7 a.m. Who's in it? Danes and France versus Denmark. Okay, oh, so we're hammering Denmark. Yeah. What is it? Can we bet on I'll that? I'll find it. Yeah, and then the, tomorrow the bronze at got, 3 a.m. Got Brazil, Spain, finals of soccer tomorrow. Men's basketball goal. Okay, tonight. Dump, let's make sure we talk about stuff so, everybody cares about. <laughs> men's basketball goals. <laughs> Campbell. Tonight. <laughs> soccer did not deserve that. Yeah. Soccer did not deserve it. Have you been watching Olympic soccer? Yeah. Hey, the women! Yeah, first ever, crazy. first ever gold medal for Canadian women. Let's right. go! Hey, wow. I wa- we watched it live yeah. this morning, which was cool. I don't think they had a graphic on there, by the way. I don't, oh, I don't think no. there was a graphic on there. What was potentially it? Which makes, I mean, why wouldn't you? I just don't understand why you wouldn't utilize the space. On your thing to just say, hey, here's the fucking date. All right, here's the show. Here's this going on. Why is that not happening? I mean, I think they just assume that everyone has been watching it from the beginning. Yeah, but so they've, they've they had to get the reports that nobody has. Been you would think. Yeah. You would think. But I tell you what, they haven't been changing their philosophy very much. We'd so. like to let everybody know Tariko's still killing it. Oh, yeah. Right? Sure. Everybody's crushing it. Thanks per for usual. Your, thanks for your service of living in Japan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. For mm-hmm. however long Tariko's going to be there. He might be the last person. In Japan from the United States representing the Olympics. Uh, but that soccer game this morning was electric. And by that, I mean the shootout was electric. Oh, yeah. So cool. Canada was dancing around with that Swedish goalie too much. Yeah. Sweden could have put that away with that fifth kick and then pff, roofs it over. I mean, we're oh, talking. Boy. Captain. Oh. Nonetheless. Looked like she'd been in the Olympics for quite some time. Whoa. Uh, whoa, whoa. She's a veteran in the game for sure. But it was a damn shame that... The, you know, Canada gets that win, but there was an eighth of an inch difference between yeah. an Olympic gold medal yeah. and somebody going to have to relive that for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And that's the thing that the Olympics does is they really put the spot on you. What's up? Uh, tonight after SmackDown, yeah. 10.30 p.m., U.S. men go for gold in basketball against the French team that, you know, beat gave them. them some trouble. Did beat them. Well, They're like 12 I, and a half point favorites. Like I said last time, don't let Poirier <clears throat> get hot. No. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, he, he can throw him. Fournier can play, but Poirier, if he comes off the bench and just absolutely starts to dominate like he did last time, do not let him get hot out there. I think our team's all the way back, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. once it started to matter, KD's they, they were like, all right, let's KD's, KD's starting to bang, too, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Devin Booker had, I think, 20 the other night. Mm-hmm. He's Are they going to bring that back to the NBA, maybe? What's, What's that, the refereeing? No, I'm talking about the style of play. Oh yeah, I guess I guess like Tatum no, went up. No, I'm talking like physicality. Oh, no, like actually, refereeing. Yeah, Tatum no. not refereeing. I'm talking about the players not acting as if they get shot oh. all the time. Yeah, yeah, to, not the refereeing, but I'm just saying, I'm, I'm the players maybe. To not, both of your points, Tatum went up for uh, kind of a layup the other day, and he went into the defender from the other team trying to look for a foul, and the ref looked at him like. This isn't the NBA, dude. You're not getting that here. That happened earlier, right? Yeah. Not now. Yeah, like now they're banging. Like Kevin Durant <laughs> got a and one the other day, and I was almost surprised to see him go down almost because I think the guys have 
They've kind of mm-hmm. adapted the game to yeah. the game. Mm-hmm. And I, I just wonder, hey, can we just pick that up and just go ahead and bring That'd it back awesome. to the NBA? It would be awesome if we didn't have to hear a whistle every single time they go down the court. Nope. That would be great if that didn't have to happen. happen. Unfortunately, you know, the king of the league will never stop doing the flopping in the No, he takes advantage of the situation because exactly. he is a great player. And that's exactly what those guys are going to do when they go back and they get the same referees. It's like, oh, we can flop again. They're going to call fouls every time I go to the hole if we just flail our arms in the air. So we might as well start doing that again. Who's turtle-looking guy ref from the uh, NBA? Crawford. Joey Crawford. Joey Crawford. Yeah. Crawford would love it if we if they played international style. Oh, I don't yeah. think he well, wants to blow the whistle anytime he blows it. Plus, Crawford would be able to shave points off every game and make whoa, a lot of money if whoa. he was working over don't there be with a the scumbag, people. dude. This is how I win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting sick to my stomach sitting back here listening to you guys spew all this Olympic talk and no mention of the fastest people on the planet, the dawns of the track, the Italian men's relay team taking home gold in the 4 by 100 meter. Well, the American 4 by 100 same thing. The the, um, the United States didn't make the finals. So we didn't watch. Carl Carl Lewis did apologize, though. Well, Carl Lewis... uh, is now tied for the most amount of sprinting uh, medals, I believe, with Allison Felix. Correct. Yeah. Uh, she won a bronze, I believe, mm-hmm. last yeah. night. Unbelievable performance by her. She. The interesting thing about Allison uh, Felix, she's won her 10th Olympic medal. She ties Carl Lewis for most Olympic track and field medals by an American. Um, that was shout-out Paul Carr for that is, I guess, a couple years back now. Mm-hmm. Two years, twenty eighteen, nine months, I guess. So back into twenty eighteen, she got pregnant, and Nike cut her contract by like seventy percent or something. Like that. Yeah, Joe Pompliano. Hey, Joe knows uh, when Allison <laughs> Felix decided to start a family in two thousand eighteen. Nike offered a contract that was seventy percent less and had no guarantees if her performance declined due to pregnancy. So she left Nike, signed a deal with Athleta. Has a two-year-old daughter and just won her 10th Olympic medal. Legend, absolutely. Yeah! And I like the fact that she told Nike to fuck off. And after that, uh, Nike implemented a brand new policy that they did not know they did not have. They said all Nike contracts now include a guaranteed athlete paying bonuses for 18 months around pregnancy. So Allison Felix not only Mm -hmm. stood up for herself, her family, went somewhere else, but also changed the future and became uh, the all-time leader in track and field medals in American history. Congrats to Allison. Now, to your point, Frank, the Italians... I don't think anybody guessed the Italians are going to win that thing. No. Nobody thought that. 100-meter gold, relay gold, fastest people on the planet. So what's that mean? That means, uh, and I'm pointing at 1%, so that might make sense now that I think about it from you know, a couple of situations I've been in where I looked pretty quick. But Because I don't think the Irish are known for being speedsters. Well, they got some speed. Have, I don't think they've won a medal. Oh. What? The Irish have not won a single medal no, at the Olympics. That's got to be wrong. That's got to be wrong. Yeah, sorry. There's no Ireland. event for boozing. <laughs> oh, oh, come on. Pretty, pretty fascinating coming from you. <laughs> in this Olympic, they have three medals. Oh, what's that? Yeah. In this Olympics, they have three medals. Yeah. One gold and two bronze. Let's go! We got a gold, Tony! Hey, fuck you! What's the, uh, what was the golden? I can look it up. Okay. Probably something sweet. <laughs> dressage or something. Yeah, something really cool. I guess dressage, uh, you know, obviously we know from the Kevin Hart Snoop Dogg video, but um, like 50-year-olds can compete against uh, 
like the youngest fourteen year olds in that, and really? men and women. Yeah, I think it's like a uh, just kind of whoever gets in there gets there. So maybe that's how we get in the Olympics. If you become an astron, then you become a dressager. Oh, that'd be perfect. I'll look into it. I I'll like s- horses. I've seen horse sense. Whoa, guy, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's his name? Uh, Joey Lawrence. He's in that with his cousin, right? He goes out to the ranch. That's right. Learns how to be a rancher. Great movie. Oh, incredible movie. Great. Dude, what a city slicker. I knew you'd seen it. That's why. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course yeah. I did. Yeah. It was rowing. Huh? Rowing. They were all in rowing. Yeah. What a win. Yeah. What a hey. win. That's these wow. Irish legs. Woo! Up and at him. <laughs> Up and at him. Was it the solo? Was it the team? Was there somebody yelling? Slancha. Uh, it teams. says lightweight men's double skulls and then women's four. Yeah. Yo, skulls, dude. That's you great. guys running fast, guess what we're doing? Skulls and Cracking skulls. That's what we're doing, bro. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Nobody expected Italy. You guys have never been fast, right? Italy's never been a fast place? It's never really competed for gold in track, no. What's up with our track? What's going on there? Allison obviously crushing it. Sydney McLaughlin. The women uh, have done, done okay. Mohammed, I think Mo has, has absolutely New Jersey basically is mm-hmm. who yeah. we need to say. I don't know where Allison Felix is from, but New Jersey has three of our fastest humans on earth right now in that whole time. I think it's because we sent most of our studs to the speed walking event, but little did we know they did not have the juice that everyone else had. Ty, Ty. Yeah. Just four to five days ago, and then you reiterated it. Once again, a couple of days ago, then yesterday yet again. And, and you kind of backed off it a little bit today. Yeah, had be, to. Because of Gable, Dan, Steveson or whatever. Yeah. And he was electrifying. But you're telling me that you didn't watch that speed walking, race walking, I got a shit. One guy actually does go shit. He's yeah. in the lead of the race yesterday and say, you know what? The Olympics still got their fastball. What a moment watching. These hips and dongs fly back and forth at a rate that you would have to practice for years and years and years and years for. Only one foot can be off the ground at the same time, at one time. And you can only straight leg it from front of your body all the way until it passes underneath your hips. That means there's a lot of waddling in there. It looks like every one of them has to take a massive shit. Like they just got done hassing some Taco Bell or the potato patch. Uh-huh. They're walking around Kennywood. Everything's hot. They're sweating, dripping. They got uh, baby powder on, yep. their, on their armpits because they're chafing from having to walk so hard because if you don't punch hard enough, the hip won't go. And then if your hip won't go, guess what? You ain't catching up to the Chinese that have been training more than anybody it looked like. Nope. One guy last uh, yesterday from France, he was in a lead. He had, he had overtaken the, the leader from China. I forget the guy's name, both of them. But Lou Yu Dong. We, we, that was the, uh, the Chinese guy. Yeah, you said it in a French accent. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> but the French guy saw me, we, 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 we. And then, no, 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 no. He literally turned off of the course right into a toilet. Yeah. The sign mm-hmm. says, toilets. So a guy who looked like he was about to shit his pants... Literally went and took a shit, and he was the only one that did that. Everybody else just shit their pants while they were walking, race walking, the commitment, the dedication, the athleticism, and the loose buttholes Man. is maybe the biggest thing I took away from yesterday. And to say that the Olympics lost their fastball before watching that, I think was a very amateur move by you. Well, my problem with it, and uh, Tony and I were discussing this, you know, it's tough to take it seriously because half these fucking people were just running. I mean, they, 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 were. they were not doing the, oh, you know, straight knees, hips, waddling. Uh, half these guys would get on the inside lane. They'd get circled by other people, mm-hmm. and they'd just start running. Just called cheating. fraud walking. Yeah. No, no, they have people watch. 
No, not enough. Not, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, we, we were watching. It. They're not cheating as bad as the uh, Japanese baseball team. True. But they're cheating. Okay, so we'll get into that. There seems to be smoke coming out of their hands. Yeah, That's what gas out there. But they have uh, they spotters. Have, they have refs all over for the entire thirty-one miles. That I guess they just watch, and you get put in a penalty box. Well, they, like there five was, minutes, you got to just stand there in your own shit. Some of them, and then there's like a two-minute penalty, and then there's a different penalty. And uh, I think I saw one of them. They actually had a the uh, they had the face mask, obviously. Then they had the glass shield on there. Sure. Okay. And I think the one spotter took the job so serious because it is tough to see if one are both feet in the air or not. They actually had like uh, magnifying glasses in the uh, shield. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So the one person was just zoomed in on every fucking foot. So they take it very serious. I think you guys didn't know what you were looking at. Oh, uh, you should have seen uh, it. You should have seen it. There was one guy from, I want to say, Chinese Taipei who was just straight up fucking running. It was bullshit. No, that's how good. That's how that's how practice. He's doing high knees. No, yeah, like going back to being. You he looked like a horse practice. doing dressage. No, yeah. you're t- you're, oh yeah, come oh, on. Yeah. He was cheating big time. No, yeah, I don't no, he wasn't meddled. using explosive diarrhea to, to propel him forward. Like the French, correct. Uh-huh. By the way, French shit taker was in the lead. He came back somehow. He did. Oh yeah, I think he actually did poop his pants later. <laughs> yeah, he, did. he did not he finish it. No, and I was kind of surprised that he got back with the pack after taking such a quick shit or whatever, you know, because it seemed like once you lose the pack, oh yeah, it's going to be hard to gain any speed. He went in there, quick drop off, comes back. He did not get rid of everything inside of his no, 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 inside no, no, of his no. bladder. Zito Zito did keep up with that. Yeah, guy. yeah I did watch the whole thing. Uh, he so he was taking the lead, and then he stops, and the announcer's looking at him, and you just see him put his hand like by his butt, and then he was out for the rest of the race. Well, and then also I think you saw. Yeah. And then there was other walkers uh, that were walking. Excuse you, me. Yeah. You yeah. saw things just dribbling yeah. down. Why don't they walk in diapers? <laughs> they do. Should. Why not? They They're not good. To. Hey, those ain't pampers because well, there's a lot of leaking. You know what sure. I mean? There's a lot of leaking. Adds weight, too. I don't understand how they don't have height classes because, I mean, the tallest guys were just dominating everybody else that was shorter than them. Oh, sorry to hear about it, pal. That's the Olympics, baby. You going to play in the NBA? Probably not. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's the Olympics. It's like respect that some of the shorter speedwalkers clearly have a massive disadvantage. They're 5'5". That's the sport, dude. That's the sport. They're there for a reason. What do you want? I want height classes, just like in wrestling, how we have weight classes. Nah. And I want more speed walking. Can't do that. Uh, let me guess. You want an eight-foot hoop NBA, too. Is that what you want to do? Maybe if they were throwing schlubs like me in there, yeah, I'd want an eight-foot hoop. But guess yeah, what? Yeah, short the schlubs. NBA that's what you're standard. talking about. <laughs> the NBA's the standard. So is the Olympic race walking. It is how dare the you. standard. Yeah, well, they need to change it. They got to change a lot of stuff about the Olympics. And like we said, fucking figure out that broadcast, NBC. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't know. I don't know if NBC is going to be in charge of adding a height restriction for a different, uh, different height class. But by the way, valid point. But are you saying that in the swimming, too? No, because swimming's all on speed. If you if you're short, you got to move Michael your arm Phelps, Michael Phelps was like born to be the greatest swimmer of all time. Yeah. He has the, his his arms. I think are like a nine and a half foot reach or something like that. He's got webs in his hands that yeah. are bigger than everybody else. Should he have to race against only people that have over eight foot long reaches? Because that helps. No, no these are two. He, they were made to be great at what they do. Just like the tall motherfucking speed walkers that we watched yesterday. Just have respect for it. These two Two are much different distinctions no, in their no, respective no. Are they racing or are they not racing? They're racing, but one's on land, one's in water. 
I mean, if you're a fish. So sprinters. Should we have taller sprinters race against taller sprinters and not shorter sprinters? The shorter ones got to move their legs faster. I'm just saying, all the, all the small dudes that we saw yesterday, they were encircled and boxed in, and they just never stood a chance. They did get bullied. There was bullying in that race walking. Yeah. There's a lot of shouldering. That's what you got to do, though. But also, the, the smaller... Uh, race walkers. They're never we, gonna win. And also, they have smaller. They probably have to poop. Way right. more. Smaller yeah. dogs have Digest to go to the bathroom. Oh, you're right. Yes. So it's just like. But <laughs> well, also, they eat less. I mean, can Why? you just not go? That's what I was very confused Excuse by. Excuse me, what? Why is everybody shitting their I pants mean, in the middle of the race? That's a big thing. Miles. I mean, I've... I mean, okay. 31 miles? Okay, so I've never done a marathon. I've Listen, done, I've done I a poop, half. I poop at least twice a day, okay? Mm-hmm. So I am not... I'm not a judgment on the amount of shit somebody has to take in a day, but you would think that they would have figured out how not yeah. to eat or what to eat before getting into a situation where you're going to be forcing your body to poop almost with the twisting and the tightening. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be have a loaded gun there, a loaded butt out there. Yeah, um, but you got also fuel for yeah, your you have to. mouth. Yeah. Go ahead, Z. Uh, Johan Dins is the guy from France. I might have mispronounced his last name. He did the same thing in Rio. Four years ago, he was in the lead, commanding, and pooped his pants Can somebody not figure out this guy's daily eating schedule? (laughs) This guy might be the greatest speedwalker of all time, and he just can't keep his butthole tight. Nerves. No metal. Huh? Nerves cause you to poop. But he shouldn't even have anything in her. Next time we need, just keep that thing empty. Wear a diaper, numb nuts, and you'll win gold. (laughs) Take a zanny bar beforehand. Yeah, well, probably I can. think they test for that. Yeah, yeah. plus you you'll, you'll probably tear an ACL if you're going <laughs> straight legs. Feel your <laughs> I, need a, I need a therapeutic <laughs> exemption. Yeah. For what? Well, you see, I poop all the time when I walk, you know, but Nervous. I'm the greatest walker of all time. I should have two goals. <laughs> I should have two, three goals at this point. But I got nothing because I got to poop too often. <laughs> We have to get to some breaking news. During the break, obviously, we reported Josh Allen had just signed a six-year deal with the Buffalo Bills. Congrats to the Buffalo Bills. Congrats to Josh Allen. Initial reports didn't have the financials with it. Now we have it. $258 million over six years. $150 million guaranteed. Congratulations, Josh Allen. Setting the standard for what a NFL quarterback contract at the elite level is going to look like. $150 million guaranteed. Not bad for a kid with big hands who can throw the ball far. Incredibly happy for him and for the Bills having the perfect guy. Six years gives them a lot of time. Can wiggle. He can re-up. He can do whatever. This is a smart move, and they'll be off and running. Uh, congrats to Schefter and Mort Report getting the uh, inside exclusive. Quick math, $43 million a year. Mahomes is getting $45 million a year. Prescott, $40 million a year. So... Aaron Rodgers. What's the guarantees on theirs, though? $150 is pretty good. I think... No. Th- yeah, what are the others? Uh, Mahomes is guaranteed 141 DAC 126 That's the main thing they're, they're trying to get. Like, who can get the most guaranteed? <clears throat> What's Aaron going to get? 200 270 guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. What's yeah, the, what's just guarantee the whole deal, whatever he gets. That's like Kirk Cousins, right? Kirk Cousins did that. Kirk Cousins yeah. was the first one to really say, hey, I want to go fully guaranteed in this thing. He had the Jets also offering him whenever he came out of his second or third franchise tag with Washington and then the Vikings came in over top with a fully guaranteed deal. The only one I think thus far that has been done that way at the quarterback position, it's a lot of money, $150 million. I mean, I, hey, your kids, kids. Yeah. Your kids, kids, kids. Mm-hmm. Kids. Oh, yeah. Fucking awesome, dude. Good for fucking Josh Allen. Well, and shit, when this is done six years from now, if he does it, I mean, he's only going to be, what, like 31 years old? 
You know, he's still he's going to get another one of these that's probably fucking and you know, and probably now with the way, way science higher. is going, especially with him having lasers and sensors on his elbow, he's probably going to be. This able might to play. be the first of three or four. Oh, good for Josh, dude! Hey, good for Josh, AJ. Yeah, good for you, Josh. Not not enough pressure already on you with this giant contract. We're going to say you're getting three or four new contracts and have your a bionic body. I guess is what you're trying to say. Eventually, hey, Josh. A lot of pressure was on you before your generational wealth happened. Now that's happened, no pressure, dude. Yeah, Congrats. who cares? You're Congrats, rich, dude. You win. You did it. You're right. Now nah, you're going to have to win a Super Bowl. Buffalo's going to hate you. You have to do all those things. Everything you do is going to be compared now amongst the Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers is of the world, Tom Brady's of the world because of what you're getting paid. But well worth it, well deserved. And if he continues to go, I don't know how he would be able to after what he did from year two to year three. If he continues to do that, that might be that might be a cheap contract for the Buffalo Bills just a couple years from now. What the hell is going to happen with Lamar Jackson now? Because like, he hasn't signed yet, and now with all the COVID shit, it's like, well, <laughs> what's, what kind of deal is Baker going to get as well? Like Baker's going to say, hey, look at this. I want a Josh Allen deal. Hopefully 45. What's your deal? There's no way. What's your deal? I'm saying, you, that's what you do. Other quarterbacks are going to go off of other contracts and say, hey, this is how we're going to base how we try to negotiate. Baker did win a playoff game, too. So yeah. there isn't like... Yeah, they're going to they're pay him. They're going to extend him. I just don't know what, what do you think it looks like. Well, I have no idea. Because what if they do start becoming fully guaranteed and with this new $110 billion deal with maybe more digital money coming in there, salary cap, who knows what's going to happen with that. I mean, there is potential a lot of money coming in. And I think that is why Tom Brady's so frustrated. I love... Okay, now... I don't want to be a negative Ned. No. Okay, I don't, I don't like necessarily negative situations happening with people okay i don't like it okay i don't like it at all actually i hate it it's the worst if somebody presents it into my life and asks for people to bring it into my life i actually block those people from my life can't do it which has become a topic of conversation on the twitter by the way i'm a fan of said guy but he literally was asking his fans to call him a better show host than me with a couple tweets he put out. So it's like, they did that. His show is better than mine. I don't need that in my life, though. So what am I going to do? I'm going to block the person that I followed. What and I thought we had about? a good... I blocked a guy weeks ago, but I forgot about it. At this <laughs> yeah. point, at this point I, I, I completely... It was weeks ago when it happened. I completely forgot about it. He just found out recently. I had followed him. We had a relationship. I think I think his name Brandon Perna is his name. He is, is a, a radio host? He's a YouTube show. He has a YouTube show, and I like... I actually followed him. I think we had a pretty good interaction. It was... It was I didn't watch his show. I don't really... I don't have time to do that, but I enjoyed that he was an internet show, a good show, a YouTube show. I followed him. Then one day, a couple weeks ago, out of nowhere, he puts a tweet out and says, like, something, something. And he says, uh, my biggest competition is, and he added me, right? So, I mean, he has like 37,000 tweets or something like that and only 37,000 followers. So I don't know how much he knows Twitter. But he was definitely asking for his people to say things bad about me, right? Like, that is that was the tweet he was doing. I thought we had a good relationship. I'm like, hey, we're internet shows. And he, our competition, by the way, is the fucking TV people. Yeah. Right? That is who we're going at. And maybe I wasn't as... So I blocked them, you know, just, and I think anybody that has ever known me in the history of knowing me, that's like, that is very par for the course. I got texts from people, former teammates asked me why I didn't drag him. Like, hey, <laughs> yeah. why did you not drag? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm, a, I'm actually a fan, but I'm just blocking that from my life, which I do. Like, all right, listen, all right, I don't fucking know you. You don't know me. I followed you. We had a thing. 
See you later. I'm not getting, like, see you later. Dude, just have a good one. Good luck. I'm out of here. Now I got his people tweeting. I'm blocking every person that tweets me from his <laughs> people. And uh, by the way, I will not even notice the difference when y'all motherfuckers are gone. I'm going to let you know that. And I'm completely okay with it. But what I'm saying is, I don't like negativity. Okay? I am I'm maybe the least <laughs> negative surrounded human on earth, maybe, at this point. I'm not 100% sure with the, the blinders that I've been able to put on. And a lot of people attack me for that because I don't know anything going on in the real world. And that's cool. I'm just enjoying my fucking day. All right? I'm just, I'm just going about it. But whenever people stand up to something that I don't like as well... You know, I, I'm all about it. I'm like, hey, let's go. Yeah. Like, oh, let's go, dude. For instance, AJ, I think there was a moment earlier where you said you also hated the NFLPA. And I was like, of course you do. You have a brain. <laughs> and then it, then now Jimmy, Jimmy Graham is obviously coming out. However you feel about Jimmy Graham, whatever the case is, he's come out. Tom Brady has now come Ooh. out and be like, this fucking NFLPA is the worst, dude. So it's one of these things where whenever i see people that i'm a fan of or i have a lot of respect for have the same views that i've had for a long time i'm always like fucking a might be on to something here you know what i mean and tom brady saying the salary cap dropped by 20 percent the new media deals were announced the day after the 2021 salary cap was set which was for 110 billion dollars nfl players better wake up at nflpa nfl players are ignorant the average value of an nfl franchise is up 14 percent despite revenue drop topped by dallas cowboys like okay so what Tom Brady's saying is, oh, the salary cap goes down because the amount of money that's allegedly coming in that is split is going down. But every value went up. We're losing here. How is this the deal we negotiated? Great question, Tom. We all have a lot of great questions. You should just go ahead and turn that thing around, Tommy B, TB12. Let's go ahead and lead uh, a brand new union, AJ. I mean, that's the only way change would really happen, wouldn't it? If guys like Tom Brady are this outspoken about it. And it is crazy to think. So their the value their average value raised by how much fourteen percent when they played in empty stadiums all year? Yeah, still- and it, yeah, and it's because of the they renegotiated deals, all right? of their media deals. Yeah, the Cowboys six point five billion. This is via Forbes, I believe, or Mike Ozanian. Awesome. Cowboys six point five billion dollars. And remember when Jerry bought the Dallas Cowboys, there are some people that whenever it's a power five and they're 240, 250 yards out, and there's maybe a pond in between where you are in the green. Some people decide to lay up. I'm going for the green every fucking time, <laughs> says Jerry Jones. He went all in, he said, when he bought the Cowboys. Yeah. Literally all in. He says, in the way I think I have understood it, he would have been broke if the Cowboys didn't work. And this is back before the NFL just automatically worked. Jerry Jones has been an incredible visionary, I think, in the business side of the NFL. I'm not sure 32 Jerry Joneses would be good for the NFL, but Jerry Jones has done a lot of business for the NFL. $6.5 billion now. They make $70 million a game at uh, Jerry World down there. Unbelievable. The Patriots, they also have the Patriot Place yep. with a casino, a mall, everything Movie like theater. that. Movie theater. $5 billion. Giants, Rams. Then the Washington football team, a team with no name, is the fifth most valuable NFL franchise. It's probably because of the location and everything like that. Still unbelievable at $4.2 billion, $4.17, $4.0. Seven four billion around for the 49ers, Bears, and Jets. Eagles at three point eight. Broncos three point seven five. Colts aren't in there. What's that all about? I think they're getting a good deal in the stadium. Yeah, why don't they have a Colts place? Hey, who's in last? City. Like what? What value is worse? I think it's Buffalo Texans. Last time I checked, it was nah. the Bills. Really? Well, I guess no, Houston. Houston's a ginormous city. Yeah, Houston's a big city, and also I think they sell out. Like their fans. 
I'm pretty yeah. sure Houston's fans. Are I, would I mean, guess the Bills fans too, though. They sell out. They're yeah, crazy. what's that all about? Why are the Bills? Market size. TV market. Yeah, but now on the internet, who gives a fuck? You, if you can... The Bills I are in last, yeah. Because they just get cannibalized by New York. That is, you go and play a 1 o'clock game against the Jets or the Giants. It's a chance that it... That's your most watched game, aside from your primetime game, just because of how many people are in the area for yeah. whenever it's on or whatever even if it's not a regional game or or whatever and this is before i guess like obviously the um game no the uh, uh nfl sunday ticket sunday ticket there yeah. it is before that it was you know those markets are so damn large but this is why you see jacksonville building up around the stadium yeah. The whole building up around the stadium, like the Arlington Bears are going to do in Chicago, that is where yeah. all the money goes up because you're getting every dollar that comes into town for that game is going to you as opposed to the local companies that are potentially the local restaurants, local bars. And, local- hey, and if somebody comes and buys the team, they get all that real mm-hmm. estate as well. Yeah. And you've been collecting cash on it for however many years you've had it up to and owned it all. Jim Irsay, by the way, could do that here. Yeah. Good area well, to do that, actually. Bottom five. He, wait, by the, by the stadium he could? We could buy the area. Yeah, there's like an entire area that I would assume, and this is just me driving by, being an ignorant human and going, looking on Zillow. I think he could just buy an yeah. entire there's a lot of plot. There's like, a lot of area. So there's there. open space around. I didn't, I guess oh, I hadn't yeah. really kind thought of, about yeah. it. But usually, usually if it's something's a dome and it's in the middle of the city, there's, you know, it's pretty much locked. There's no open space. So it's on like the outskirts of the city. Oh. The, the stadium is like on the outskirt of the city, basically. It yeah, almost that's is. That's like, right. Yeah, you can see it as you're coming in. Right yeah, next yeah. to the okay. highway. It's like the last thing. On so the it would be about, un- so where the Bengals decide to practice next to their stadium, which is next to the highway, you know. He could buy that entire area yeah. and just turn that into Horseshoe Village or whatever the fuck he wants to call it. Even if he wants to be closer to the city, there's like two parking lots that are pretty massive that he could probably put something that's like right across a little closer. That's the future of all these bazillionaires, just taking every single dollar. And people, it's going to be spun, which it is, as a very cool experience. Hey, come yeah. stay at our hotel. You can use your room key to buy food mm-hmm. and clothes and go to the game and all this. College, like, it's a college campus. Hey, like here we go. It's yeah. everything. It's like a, or a cruise. Hey, it's magic. All I do is need this card. I don't even need money. Look at them investing in the city and everything like that. And it's like, well, also, every dollar that's coming yeah. down now is going to one particular entity. And that is great business. That's the NFL, obviously. And look for more and more to do that, if I had to guess. Especially as sports books and casinos start like kind of getting a little bit more um, readily available. <sighs> Why didn't he do it? It'd be great if he had a hotel casino here, a little area. Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine in Texas when gambling gets legalized in Texas, what Jerry's gonna do? He's probably gonna put the biggest casino ever built at Jerry. World. How much? Um. How much did they make outside off the revenue or the local or whatever in Green Bay? How much was it? What was it? Oh, oh God, hundred twenty. Yeah, I think one hundred twenty million. Or was that just one point two? Or was it one hundred twenty? I don't remember what it was. It I was one hundred twenty just from investments alone. Yeah. yeah. Was it only a, yeah 120 million from investments? What was the local whatever it was? They got that Lombardi thing with the museum. Yeah. I the Green Bay Packers have it done right. It's literally just in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> one, and I think that's one too. Where I would imagine over the next like 10, 15 years, like that's really going to explode. And yeah, because they're going to have too much money. They're like an right. NCAA school that can't go and have a profit, so they just spend. Oh, here's a new 500 million dollar building. We made zero dollars last year. Here's a <laughs> here's a you know what I mean? Like, it, it, with the Green Bay Packers, they just have that fund with billions and billions of dollars. You'd You'd think they would just keep building it up so that they can just get more money into that. Who gets that money? 
goes into one account, right? And then they who decides where to use it is the question. Does yeah. your stock go up? I don't think so. Should. So who gets the money? Just the company or the team as a whole, right? That board? The board no, doesn't get it because the it. board, that would be. I don't think anybody gets it. It's used for, it's, it's put back into the team. But I'm sure, I don't know who makes those decisions as what is, Mark, I don't know, what you can use it for. Have you talked to Gutekunst and Aaron Rodgers yet? Have you talked to them about their relationship? Yeah, yeah. Every night, I FaceTimed both of them last night. They were together. No way. Oh, was together? it like a group text FaceTime yeah, thing? Yeah. Now, that that, awesome. hey, that's tough. Whenever you hit one of those accidentally, and then you're like, has it been ringing? How long has it been ringing? Because maybe your phone, their pocket did it. And it's like, well, I might as well sit here. And then, like two people pop up, and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I didn't mean uh, to call. Hey, gotta go. I'm sorry. And then faces just pop up on the screen. I mean, that is, that's an, you do that with Gunta Kuntz and Aaron? What are they, uh, how's it going? Are they in the same room, you think, just separate because of COVID protocols or? I, well, I don't know if they're – are they allowed – they're allowed together by each other, right, aren't they? I, I'll tell you what. I just got an entire laundry list of things that I potentially have to abide by for tonight's game oh, or show. Which, by the way, I got to go. For tonight? Yeah, it's Friday. Jeez, I thought it was Thursday. Hey, I want to let you know, I thought Tuesday was Thursday. <laughs> yeah, today's been a weird week. I've had multiple people have issues. Today has been a weird today week, has dude. Been weird. The, the, today has been <laughs> the, uh, Like seven seconds later, I figured it out. Yeah, there was a delay. Your internet's bad. But the, um, <laughs> the, the legitimately, though, like Tuesday I thought was Thursday. I booked, I put Phil Mickelson on Wednesday because I thought it was a feel-good Friday. Like, literally, when I made that decision, I was like, oh, put him on tomorrow. Like, that would be awesome. It would be a great way to do the whole thing. It was, tomorrow was Wednesday. It was like, oh, oh shit. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> already, huh? It's already Wednesday. That is what's nice about having the NFL back is you, you kind of get your days back. Yeah. Some of these days here, you know, yeah. I mean, every I, Monday might as well be Friday, but. Overreaction Monday. Boom. Holy what? <sighs> Say it. Say it. What? Say it. What comes after Say Overreaction it. Monday? Say it. Oh. Possibly Aaron Rodgers Tuesday again. What? <clears throat> what? Oh, dude. Hopefully, I guess hopefully. Then it's normally wasted Wednesday because there's nothing to talk about. Yep. Boom. What? Because Wednesday's like a nice little piece of the offseason. We'll call it offseason Wednesday. Well, okay. which also might have a nice little it might don't. be. Yeah, don't give it away yet. What are you doing? All right, we are trying to bolster Wednesdays because we have learned from last season where Wednesday is potentially a little bit of a uh, offseason feel. You know what I mean? We've hammered everything so. from the previous week already on Monday, Tuesday, ad nauseum. Thursday's the next day, but that's only one game you spend Thursday. Wednesday, we're normally caught in like a purgatory, unless the Lamb that Delta Delta Plus tribe comes through yep. and says, listen, Wednesday afternoon football is all the way back. Oh, please. I mean, maybe. I don't know. We'll see how it goes, I guess. But you're right. Football season doesn't put me back on a schedule. Mm -hmm. Routine. Hell yeah. God. Why didn't you watch the game, dude? Big Mike was out there running around. I know. I'm sure he was excited to get back out there and get that you know, big game feel. Hey, his offense fucking stinks. <laughs> well, I mean, come on, man. It's a work in progress. We got Dak rehabbing. We'll be all right. Hey, he's got a shoulder. He's got a leg wide. <laughs> but he was clapping very hard on the camera, so the shoulder looks good. I figured he took Tordal for the clap. Maybe. Not the disease, like two clap. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I don't know if Tordal does work on that particular clap, though. But, yeah, maybe for the clap, maybe Jerry said, hey, listen, they're going to force me to put Jimmy Johnson into the goddamn ring of honor. We need to at least force them to think you're going to be okay. Shoot his ass up. Clap hard. Clap. <laughs> <laughs> Mike McCarthy, though, had to be so miserable yesterday. Just thinking to himself, like all last year, 
the offense worked down there if we get players. I mean, the whole thing getting all that playing buddy out here. Hey, Hard Knocks, he's a, he's going to be he's going to be a big part of it. I think. Is it Tuesday nights? Yep. Yeah. They showed a uh, they showed a clip of Hard Knocks. It was a tease, and it was Mike Lombardi or Mike McCarthy, <laughs> Mike McCarthy, talking about Michael Lombardi and having a conversation about Trophy Lombardi. He said, "Hey, it's heavier than you think." That's what he said. Was he holding one? Pretty much, yeah. It was. He wasn't holding one. It was him. He said, hey, "Wait, hold that up. There ain't nothing else, and it's heavier than you think." <laughs> I can't wait. Is it? By the way, I've never held one. Uh, sure. I don't. I think it's about as heavy as you would think. I don't know. Did you get a Tiffany's one? No, I don't. I don't have a. I don't have a trophy. Don't. He had the opportunity to buy one. Yeah, but we no, had. No, I didn't. I yes, you yes, did. Yeah, you Nick did. Maybe like us. a small replica or like That's, a yeah. uh, a paperweight size. But no, I didn't. No. no. You didn't even get the paperweight size. No, I got the big paperweight ring. Actually, I gave it to my brother. That's very nice. Your brother doesn't follow I mean, me on Instagram, so fuck him. Uh, <laughs> yep. Agreed. <laughs> You're such a child. Seven pounds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey Ryan, my brother Ryan. If you see this. Pat's upset. He's sad you don't follow him. <laughs> no, I am a child, by the way. That's why that situation <laughs> earlier about blocking people is like the most expected thing for me to do. I had people tweet me, why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? It was like, anybody that ever knows me knows that that's going to happen. Like, that is just literally how I operate. Like, all right, well, it seems like you're bringing negativity in my life. You're probably a really good guy if I had to guess. Never met you, but so, yeah. I'll never see you again. Nope. And it's Damn. cool that internet has that capability. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's part, yeah. really. But I wish him the best. I think his show is better than this one. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's just go ahead. Carry on. on. Get on now. He's got to be. This guy's got to be upset because he thought he, like you said, you guys had a thing, and now you don't. Yeah, but he was asking for people too. To say what? To compliment him and put me that's what that tweet is for like, wait what did the tweet say again i don't think he said to put you down did he wow no i mean kind of though it's like he basically put it anybody who's on the internet knows that that is like what you're doing there is asking for people to i've been guilty of it in the past hey somebody says something terrible to me i'm gonna quote tweet this i'm gonna bury this person and guess what everybody's going no okay bombs away Let's yeah. get all right and i appreciate everybody does that i stopped doing that because i didn't like my timeline being filled up with negativity him saying like oh now my biggest competition is at anatomy it's he's asking for his people to be like no 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 there's this no guy stinks no, no competition. like that's what happened that's what the internet is like if and maybe he didn't know that i have no idea that i don't think so because i've maybe he thought he was helping you maybe he thought by tagging you oh hey i'm gonna get pat some more followers Maybe. I didn't take it that way. And the, the things that were said by his people, I said, get the fuck out. See you later. You're off the island of relevancy for at least the time being. See ya. Anyways, I got to hop I like on. it. I got to hop on the plane. Great Good luck. Now. Safe travels. Safe travels, eh? Go get them. Hey, hopefully I don't get... I was going to say, maybe bring what? that uh, Sylvester Stallone bubble. I was asked to bring a... Uh, I think there's some... Tell you to wear a football helmet. Wait, why do you have a bunch of new protocols for tonight? You're going to Florida, aren't you? Yeah, but I guess like that's the worry. Oh no. I oh, guess are they changing Florida things cares? down there? I yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna have to find out. I was just told like, hey, look alive when you get down here. We don't know. I think there is a lot of potential. I think this is COVID things. No, it's creepy. Do the fans have to do anything different? No. no, I don't think so. I don't. I think it's the building. I don't. I don't know. I'm not 100 percent sure. I didn't fully understand what I was told, so I am gonna 
I'm just going to go and try not to get kicked out. That's or what I'm going to try not to do. What if you get a Utah Jazz moment where you have to announce? What if I'm the person on the thing? Yes. <laughs> All right, give me a mic. <laughs> Everybody look for the McAfee Minute. Today, <laughs> when you got out of bed this morning in the city of champions, back-to-back Stanley Cups, Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the Lombardi right here in Tampa Bay. You had no idea that tonight when you were looking forward to acknowledging Roman Reigns as the greatest wrestler in the history of wrestling, that actually what would happen is, and I need you not to panic, (laughs) you all need to go back to your houses and shut yourselves in for three to four months, Lambda Delta Delta Plus, ain't fucking around. Please do not panic. (laughs) That would be awesome. That's basically what the Utah Jazz guy did. <laughs> it's a tough spot. You don't really get to practice that one in broadcasting school, I don't think. Just did, though. I'll be yeah. prepared. Boom. If that comes tonight or any of these future weeks, it, which people are saying maybe, well, I want to let everybody know, I will be prepared for the moment. Stay safe down there. Huh? Have to be. Ian Rapport doesn't care if I survive. No, he no, doesn't. doesn't. Do you, you hear that shit earlier? No, what did he say? He said, um, he said, because every time they report somebody has COVID, we've we've always asked, why are we the only people that seem to say, like, we hope they survive, and then what's the team going to be like without them, right? Because that is what, isn't that what we're doing? Yeah. Isn't that why you're reporting it? Because they're out for so long because there's a chance they're going to die, right? That's the, if there wasn't a chance they were going to die, then there's no reason for anything to happen. Is that not what we're doing? And none of these people, they break the news as if it's just like, pfft. Stand out, COVID. Can we not care if they survive or not about this thing? And Ian said, I don't want to put out faux sympathy. I was like, So oh. you hope they die? What, what, what does that even mean? Wow. He said, If somebody has a devastating injury, I'll acknowledge it or whatever. I'm like, Did any broken leg? There's been some devastating ones. Has any broken leg shut down the entire world, Ian Rappaport? Maybe a little bit more sympathy for these players getting COVID. Let's hope they survive. Lamar's missed eight practices. Uh-oh. That's not good for the Ravens, but. Let's hope he fucking survives. He hasn't been activated. He just, like two minutes ago, he saw what Josh Allen's contract was. Activate me. He survived. He survived. Let's go. Congrats, Lamar. Good work. Hey, now Lamar has 90 days to act like a vaccinated player because he's an immunicorn because he just got coronavirus. And I actually asked Ian Rappaport, I said, you don't think that's going to potentially backfire because I think guys, now listen, I hope everybody survives, and I don't think this is a laughing matter at all. But if guys are being told that they don't have to get the vaccine and they'll be treated as if they're a vaccinated player if they get through COVID, I think there's a chance that some of these guys would rather get COVID than get the vaccination. I'm not saying that's how I feel, but I think there'll be some people that'll potentially be searching like a couple of my big friends did in college for the girl that had mono looking to try to maybe share a glass with yep, the girl yep. of mono so they lose 15 to sure. 16 pounds, even though they know it's going to be terrible. Yeah. That could happen with this. Just saying. You, I'm, that's not the case right now, though. Like, if you, they still, even if you've had COVID, you still, and you're not vaccinated, you have to mask and do everything still, right? Just mask. You don't have to do the test. You get 90 days like you're a vaccinated okay. player. So look for a couple I people was, going, give me, hey, you want the vaccine? No, actually, shoot me with COVID. Yeah. Tell Lamar to come here and cough in my mouth. <laughs> right now. We hope everybody survives and they don't do that. But I'm just saying with everything, there is a loophole. And that seems to be one we're all learning about right now. 
All right, that's the show. Can't thank you guys enough for joining us, watching, listening, whether it's on Sirius, YouTube, on here. You guys are the best. We really appreciate you. We know there's a bunch of other shit you could be listening to, and the fact that you spend time with us means a lot. We'll be back on Monday with another good week of shows. Hey, we're getting closer to the start of the football season, baby. Getting closer. Have a great weekend. Cheers.